Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of the universe, 2019's Quill and Filmies presented by Measuring Flicks featuring Carl Hartley, Max Peterson, Danielle Pelshaw, and Bird Peterson. Without further ado, let's get into this, boys and girls! The 2019, welcome everyone to the 2019 Quill and Filmies. Holy Dude, I'm shit. so excited. I'm I just got excited. like, I got pea shivers in my nipples. I don't even know how that, that works. Fa- that fanfare beforehand was wonderful. Pea shivers in my nipples. I don't even want to. Oh, nope. jacket's off. Already. Oh my God. All right. Somebody write that down. We need to make that a t-shirt. No, the, the pea shivers in my nipples. I would wear that t-shirt. One of my, so, so this is not a category uh. for a film. Me, but I think the shirt of the year award that we come up with on the show should have been a category. Okay. And I think one of the contenders, well, I love the Frank Zappa Kappa, but listening to <laughs> I'm All Full of Yogurt and Hate, I think. <laughs> um, okay, I know my personal favorite t shirt of the year, but it's pretty vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? No, it was good. Okay, uh, my fa- we didn't even say it on air because I came up with it in between episodes. Right. It was after we did The Exorcist, and I was like, we could do an ugly Christmas sweater, and it says, this holiday season, let Jesus fuck you. <laughs> oh, you did bring that up. Yeah. You did bring that up after we and watched The Exorcist. And it's Linda, it would be like an ugly Christmas sweater of like Linda Blair with a crucifix and a yep. Santa hat. Oh, that's fucking beautiful. <laughs> So oh. many, so many things just, came out of this. The Frank Zappa Kappa t shirt. That's what I want. I want the Frank Zappa Kappa, like mm-hmm. sorority Sorority shirt. studio. I'm way into it, too. Yeah. A crew neck. And a, crew, a crew neck sweatshirt. I came up with that, that whole name just in the last episode the that's Frank Zappa Kappa Sorority Studio. It's fucking fantastic. That's and that's perfect. what it is. That's where we sit right now. Bringing that's you correct. These the filmies are recorded live at the Frank Zappa Kappa Sorority Studio in beautiful Traverse oh, City, that's Michigan. That's what our wall decal needs to be. Mm-hmm. FZK? Nobody's going to get it. No, All it of their matter. family so, visits is oh, going to be like, what is my this? My God, oh, can we do that? Point. Yeah, we totally can. Carl, uh-huh. I married the best wife you ever. Did. She's going to put FZK on our wall of our house. I'm so happy right now. This is the best day ever. Oh, All I right. feel like it's Christmas. I mean, All right. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. Well, we, we have to get this this train back on the tracks. Yes. I feel like I'm Ricky Gervais hosting the Oscars. <laughs> right. Seriously, <laughs> you're not you're not offending a trans person though. That's, so that's true. Good. Not currently, but there is a lot of episode <laughs> ahead of us. Of uh, okay. And alcohol. There right. is, that's also that's true. Always dangerous. Ooh. So we do have we do have our two lovely presenters with us today. Carl oh. and I. We do the brunt of the work the rest of the year. We're we just here lifting, to drink yeah. and party right now. They're doing the work. They're this doing time. the heavy. Lifting. I do have oh. a program mm-hmm. with me to, right. 
We will do the uh, uh, any description as necessary since there's no video element. Here's what I was we thinking. We will describe the stunt. We will distri- describe the penis. What I, here's what I was thinking. And I, this is how <laughs> yes, I'd like please. to do it if it's cool with you guys. Because when at the Academy Awards, which we are in no way affiliated with, um, every time they announce a nominee, they show a clip. They show a clip, yes. So I think as we go through this... If you know, like, when we're the the first category is going to be the filmy for best soundtrack. We can kind of just briefly, like, mm-hmm. quick a quick discussion, yep, quick discussion of each soundtrack as we go. Perfect. All right. So first, it's going to be Danielle first. I stacked right. it so that certain ones would fall on certain. Fair people. enough. So so she grabs a card, puts it on her. Yep. She's going to yep. grab a card, put it on her cut card, and then read us the nominees. So she yep. All right, and do Go your on. best presenters' voices, oh, characters, great. ladies. All right. All right. <clears throat> All right, coming up, the filmy for best soundtrack. And our nominees are Michael Kamen and Eric Clapton for Lethal Weapon. Do we talk about it now? Just a little bit, yeah. Okay. In between. So, so you go on this one. So Eric Clapton, uh, Michael Kamen, and actually David Sanborn got together for the um, score for Lethal Weapon. It has jazz elements, it has blues elements, and it also has your, your standard um, Hollywood sort of fanfare action score. And all mixed in with little jingle bells and stuff. So there is so much going on in the score um, with the, those three musicians were able to, to pull together. It was like Lethal Weapon is one of the best buddy cop films yeah. and I feel like this is one of the best like if you had a buddy cop like group score. or score well, it had like the, it would be the sexy sax too right it's like, that's it David does Sand. have that's sexy David sax Sandborn's it's an iconic sax. score yes. for sure it, yep. who's our next nominee our next nominee are the various artists in Good Morning Vietnam mm-hmm. that uh, part of what I loved about mm-hmm. that particular soundtrack is how the songs don't always necessarily underscore the scene but contrast the scene obviously the the big example is uh, what a wonderful world yes. showing us these scenes of horrific violence with with basically uh, it's Louis Armstrong's what a wonderful world playing over top and the rest of it I did put my jacket back on if you're drinking along at home um, I'm trying to be like you but trying to be like you but uh yeah so that that that's another one where it's not so much an original score like Lethal Weapon is, where it's more a, a, the the director grabbed soundtrack songs from that era and played them in there. I, I, for me, it's appropriate for because Adrian Cronauer is a DJ, and right. so that it's a good, it's, is, it's brilliant, and it's it, organic because it's the songs that Adrian is playing. Right, he's as a DJ. he's spinning those tracks. So it's those a, are it's Adrian's a, choices. It's a cool yeah. device for working the soundtrack in. Mm-hmm. Our next nominee are the various artists in Marie Antoinette. A movie we This we can talk about because we don't like this movie but we like the soundtrack. We do, yes, that was this is a big thing with this soundtrack is we weren't huge fans of the film, but like we said in the last episode in the, the our final shootout, the movie is undoubtedly put together very well. Um, the mo- one of the most iconic moments of this film for me and one of my favorite mov- moments in any movie of this year is when Kirsten Dunst is walking down those stairs and the cure plays behind mm-hmm. her it's just Badass. that yeah yeah and it's it's all it's all kind of like that that like vaguely melancholy 80s and 90s like the kind of music that a young girl would listen to 
but and it's all totally anachronistic to sort of watch her in Versailles mm-hmm. walking around in these dresses and hearing the cure. Yeah. It it's it's a really awesome counterpoint to what you're seeing on screen. I love juxtaposition in movies like that when it comes to especially when it comes you're to You're not music. allowed to talk about the nominations. <laughs> Just kidding. Jesus. <laughs> Fine. I love your, Just kidding. I know I like no, that you went you. Nazi with it. I too. Did, yeah. That's the only way I could possibly get away with it was I was a Nazi. I was it kidding, is good, honey. Though. No, can, yeah, yeah. You can add your your part of our lives. Absolutely. But big big part of our lives. Big part, big part of your life. <laughs> a good friend of mine, but like what are we talking about? <laughs> Ooh, let's do this one up. Yeah. Anyway. She's, next. she's the podcast that I'm doing on the side, by the way, Carl. I'm That's sorry. Fine. We're doing a film a you film know, podcast as well. You can do a lot worse. <laughs> it's true. I, Whoa. Whoa. All right. Sorry. I was like, where is he going? What's our last nomination? It's not the last nomination. Oh, oh there's five. This is a heavy category, yep. right? The next nominee is Squirrel and Joseph Van Wissem in Only Lovers Left Alive. Oh, man. I wish I had thought of Not only this did thing. you introduce me to Jim Jarmusch, you also introduced me to Squirrel. <laughs> and the other artists. They're the, Joseph Van Wissem. Yeah. Fucking amazing shit, dude. Incredible. The, oh, and there's that other woman who sings on that soundtrack mm-hmm. as well, and she is oh, no. excellent. Um, you guys vamp. I'll get her name really quick, because that I do want to shout her out, because she has the... Um, she's not the sitar. Not sitar. No, uh, she's a singer. She's in that band when they're at the... Um, they're, like, walking through the city in... Um, yeah, it's towards the end, and she's singing, and he's... Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's kind of like punk rocky I haven't gotten to that point yeah. yet. Yeah. We'll watch it again. Yasmin Hamdan. Uh, and actually what's really interesting is she's in a different band. She was originally in a different band too. She's a solo artist now, but she was part of a uh, uh, a female duet. I think it was called uh, Pink Kills, I'm pretty sure is the name. Anyway, you can find her on Spotify if you just look up Yasmin Hamdan, uh, Y-A- S M I N. I love to shout her out too because yeah, that last amazing that whole. So I, I think there is one more, right? There's one more. Say the last one, and then we'll talk because the last. I think the last two nominations really tie in okay. together. They're the same kind of thing. Yes, the last nominee is David Lynch and Eraserhead. Right. So these are kind of those yeah. two soundtracks are kind of of a piece. Yes. The other ones are, you know, they're they're soundtracking a movie. Where here's some songs, here's some songs, and like here's an iconic '80s action score. But when you run into the soundtrack to Eraserhead, it's unlike anything you've ever heard in your it's life. It's not. There's, I would, I will call it music because this is the type of shit I listen to. But most, it's just noise. It's it's, it's, it's industrial it's, sounds essentially. It's pipes banging and the sound of steam and this. There's a. That David Lynch sound. There's a deep, low frequency. It's dark noise. It's yeah. not white noise. It's a dark noise. If you listen, if you go and find it on YouTube, it's the first track is 38 minutes long. It's one big chunk, and you hit play, and you just hear. That's the soundtrack to Eraserhead. Mm-hmm. It's we nominated it because. Right. Have you ever? Did you? Have you never seen it all the way through? No. You I should watch Eraserhead at least like, once. Everyone should watch Eraserhead at least once. They played at the fucking state theater like two weeks ago. Fuck. What? No. Oh right, right, right. You were you actually texted me about it and I was like, totally forgot I'm about like, it. I got stuff to do. I was that which is dumb. I should have gone and seen that. It was stupid. Sorry. But yeah, so that soundtrack and the Only Lovers Left Alive soundtrack, which is feedback. That's guitar mm-hmm. feedback. A lot of what Squirrel it's does beautiful. is they layer feedback over feedback and then put a really simple melody line to it. That's it. So it's mostly noise, but 
Well, let's let's see who wins. Yes. And then we can we, talk I'm about so glad more. we already did the hard work. Yeah, the hard work's <laughs> over. I'm like, I don't need to talk anymore. All right. And, and the first filmy. Oh, the winner. Yeah, the winner's the The first filmy of the night goes to Squirrel and Joseph Van Wissem yeah, in Only yeah, Lovers Left Alive. They can come up and get their trophy. Uh, I was wondering if we should mail them out. I have an idea for what the trophy would be, too. Oh, like the golden... The little keychain uh, me- measuring tape, spray-painted gold. If we can find even, like, the production manager for some of these people or whatever and send them... Like, send you them it to him? Just want to make sure that you knew that you won the 2019 Filmy for best score. And what do you think about this? We we pull out the measuring tape, white out, and then write the category on that. That's Ooh. fucking brilliant. Brill. Yeah, done. Okay. We're doing it. We're gonna send it to these people. And I fucking know what to do with it, but they're gonna be like, I guess I'm happy I guess that I'm I won happy. this. Sweet. Just throw in your business card, your measuring flicks. Well, measuring flicks business, business card. card. That's not a bad Movie idea. No, I am not above whoring myself out for this show, Maxwell. I'm. Yeah, nor am I. Or whoring I mean, myself I out will for running. Chug cock and alley for. Listen, it's fine. What? And that makes not one a of us. shot in the mouth though. I'll just chug it. I won't. Never mind. <laughs> do you remember when we talked about the booze and what the booze was going to do to this episode? <laughs> there you go. There it is. Okay. There, there it Sorry. is, guys. All right. So uh, what is our Where's next What's our next category? The Boss Hog Award for Most Impressive Penis. Ah. That dovetailed nicely for my last comment. <laughs> it did, actually. <laughs> Carl, you're steering this. I can tell. You're pretending that you're being drunk and inappropriate, but really, you're just segueing. <laughs> So our first nominee is Michael Fassbender in Shame. Okay. Okay. Danielle, you saw Shame. She did not. Wait, no, I didn't. Bird saw Shame. Bird, tell us about Michael Fassbender's penis, specifically Uh, his dick. (laughs) Good God, I didn't know they made them that big. It's fucking unreal. It's like a hand cannon. It's fucking insane. Oh, my God. The dude is buying three-legged jeans. Yep. That's... It's wow. just. If I ever sat down at a table with him and what Liam Neeson, movie I would just Shame. pass out. Shame. Okay. Shame. I. Right. It's a movie feel... about sex addiction. It's oh, not. That's right. It's not as that's fun right. as that's it not sounds. Very fun. No, it's not as fun as but it sounds. Michael but... Fassbender's. Okay. Like, I know. It's like I the would, opening scene. What he like, does is to... he he walks from one room to another naked, and he's backlit, so it's pr- it's shadow. You don't really see much. But then you see this weird shadow that's 27 inches long. <laughs> and you're like, that's weird. Is that's he weird. carrying like one of those? Is it a rubber snake? Is it? This is, is it, a weird game. It's just really <laughs> odd, man. But so Michael Fassbender's yes. penis, very just impressive. One, one other little note. When we texted each other the, our nominations, we decided to do two. We had two to three nominations in each per, category. Right. per. And I did that. Except for this category, I, I texted Maxwell. Uh, Michael Fassbender in shame and Michael Fassbender in shame. Yeah, Carl nominated Michael Fassbender <laughs> twice. twice. I didn't have any so other the, dicks in my The other episode. two nominees, spoilers, are both mine. Um, both your penis. Both. Yeah, the next two cocks are mine to claim. <laughs> what do we got, boo? Drunk college kid, sleepaway camp. All right. There's a, the reason I nominated Drunk College Kid in Sleepaway oh, wait, Camp. Wait, which scene was this in? Okay, the, the end. The reveal. That's, oh! That's the reveal. That, yeah! That is just a hammered college kid trying to stand up straight with a fake rubber head on and a holding a head in his hand trying not to throw up in the mask. <laughs> That's why also, I nominated giant him. giant bush. Lot of Huge. bush. Oh, and yeah. And Carl and I True. looked and not we're not taking anything away from it. All penises I would are different. I hate to because there would be nothing left. Right. 
but it's not very it's like impressive. like a baby carrot. It's pretty small. But I nominated this deck specifically because it took – someone had to do that. Large mm-hmm. and metaphorical balls. Some yes. Damn straight. Someone had to fucking do that. This college kid, he grabbed himself a, a, a bottle of Boone's Farm and that rubber mm-hmm. mask and he said, all right, let's get these pants off and – it's one of the most iconic moments well, in a horror say, film. One of the most shocking dicks in cinema history. I screamed. I screamed out loud. Yes, it is did. when this moment happened. I had, I had no idea. It is. It. it is the moment that everyone remembers from that movie. So, to you, sir, whoever you may be, we applaud you. Yes. Bravo. Oh, uh, Bird, our last category. Our last and our last the nominee. Final nominee is Jeremy. Let me see. From blue is the warmest color. Jeremy Lehort. You see his cock for about point four and a half halves of a second. Yeah, it's a it's it's a. It's a, a I would say glance. you see it for one full one Mississippi done. But that is a that's a nice Mississippi though. Okay. I'm Again, not gonna lie, those S's and ISs and IPPs. Did you you didn't watch Blue's Enormous Color? I saw the last. Did you see the dick? We're talking about twenty minutes. No, no, this is. Did you see? Bird saw the cock. I did. Bird. It's a very attractive penis. It is a very. I'm again. It was mm. full of blood too. Yeah. Okay. That's a thing. Like. Oh, so it was. In, like, it was. It was ready to go. In last oh. tango. Oh, veiny too, last like, tango in Paris. Yeah. Marlon Brando actually had. Uh, there was a, supposed to be a scene where he was naked and hard, but he couldn't get hard. This is. Di- it's difficult mm-hmm. to maintain an erection on camera. You got a bunch of people Off looking. There's a lot 40. of. Pre- <laughs> I can't wait for you to. What did I say? By the, the end of the award show, you spiral down to like depressed, depressed forty-year-old. You're like, I'm gonna go home and kill myself. My son. life is half over. Splash, splash. <laughs> but no. Um. So Berry, he's what's his name? I'm sorry, Lehort. Le That's what it is. Le Jeremy Lehort. He's got quite an attractive Some penis. Some of these I forgot. And dude, to be to be real, it's pretty big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, that's no kind of a big cock. It's like seven and change, and it's thick. I have a lot of good feelings about this category. Mm-hmm. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there. Yeah, I'm glad we get to do this every year. A lot of really these are evergreen categories. <laughs> Bird. And our winner is Michael Fassbender. Yay. For shame. There was no one else. No it one could else. Be. Congratulations, sir. Bravo, Michael Fassbender. Uh, and also, we, I, thank you. And congratulations, yes. whoever he's married to. I, <laughs> I don't know if he's married. Maybe me in the future. Um, I think we should mark his <laughs> well, measuring. T- it's your future second husband. The, at like the 20 <laughs> inch mark or whatever. We'll put a little. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, enjoy your award, sir. We've enjoyed you. We, and his, <gasps> I would like to enjoy you. <laughs> we did. We enjoyed his cock. <laughs> oh, I was going to be like, we can't take it away from him, but don't worry. He'll be nominated, he'll be nominated again. again. All right. Uh, what's our next category, Danielle? Wow. This is, this is a really good one. This is the filmy for best actor. Okay, the filmy for best actor. We frontlined oh. some of it. Yeah, we, we wanted to make sure that there were some goofy ones mixed in, but mm-hmm. also we wanted to pepper the good ones all throughout. So this is a heavy hitter category. Yep. Who do we have, Daniel? All right, I probably won't say his name correctly, but Chiwetel Esiofor, who played Chiwetel Sol- Ejiofor. Okay. Oh, that's a G, not an S. Okay. I have shit handwriting. He does. That's okay. Carl does too. So Chiwetel Ejiofor from... <laughs> Thank you. From, uh, who played Solomon Northrup in 12 Years a Slave. Right. So. Watch the movie, listen to the episode. <clears throat> Absolutely. It's uh, all, all of these, you could basically say the same thing because yeah. we only nominated the people who literally did flawless mm-hmm. masterclass acting. Yeah. I think these we can just go through. Absolutely. Names, we can yeah. just we can just read the names. They, they all, don't require any sort All of, of them have the same hallmark, which is the performance moved us mm-hmm. immensely and it is without without flaw and without without peer for that. There's no one else who could do it. So, okay. okay. Just re- read us through all of them cuz they all that's that's what we're going to say for all of them. Okay. 
Next nominee is Marlon Brando, who plays Paul in Last Tango in Paris. And we have Michael Fassbender, who played Bobby Sands in Hunger. Okay, we have to talk about that really quick. Yeah. That's a Sorry. whole other kind of fucking thing, dude. I, I forgot who won this, by the way. <laughs> Let's keep the champagne rolling. Um, but seriously, there's a, there's one scene. The whole movie is why we nominated him, but there's one scene that got specifically got him it's in this It's a nom- conversation with a priest. 24 minutes, one camera angle, one no take. cuts, one take. And he it's the best acting Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. No, I had to is. pause. It is the masterclass in, in. We only have one more. Our last nominee in this category is Robin Williams, who played Adrian Cronauer oh. in Good Morning Vietnam. I know. I know, man. Holy shit. What yeah. a performance. Okay, what do we got? Okay, the film he goes to. Michael Fassbender as Bobby Sands in Hunger. Bravo, Michael Bravo. Fassbender. That's, Two you got now. A big dick and a great acting clout. You're going to be able to measure so <laughs> much stuff. With your, your two, with your two measuring flicks awards, I don't even know what to do with these. He's just—it's just, it's just Michael Fassbender. Like uh, I, I got garbage in the middle. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> People sending me junk now. <laughs> what, honey? You want champagne? Yes, please. Oh, bene. Uh, Bird. What is our next category? The filmy for best hand acting. Best. Ooh, this hand is a goofy acting. slash serious we, category. We came up with this because we kept noticing. You'll if you listen back to season zero on the Patreon. There's two things we keep hitting again and again, even though they're really weird: eye acting and hand acting. Where we're just like we would notice what people were doing with their hands, and we're like, "That is superlative." This is genius! How do you even get that? It's what he manages to do. Please. What the uh, what the man manages to do with his fingertips. It's the pinky. And you're you know it's like in the middle of like a really moving monologue, but you're just like Ugh, his fingernails, the way that he. I mean, honestly, when we did the wrestler. Oh um, yeah. Fucking uh, Mickey Rourke's fingernails are their own character yes. <laughs> in the wrestler. I'm sorry, Brad. I derailed us. But best best hand acting. Who are the nominees? Nominees: Robert De Niro for Awakenings. Okay, I want to talk about oh this. Oh my one. gosh. So Robert De Niro, his performance through the he he's he's so close to being best performance like best actor, but right. His hand acting when he starts coming out of his uh, oh. coma state and he's learning how to write again. The, what he's doing with his hands is is perfection, but then when he starts to slip back into his coma state towards the end, he's doing this this tick with his hands, which seems completely and you and I natural in, for during him. that episode. We both tried to replicate it and couldn't. Can't what he's doing in, with the tick with in the particular, tick in particular is. It's incredible. And then, did you the writing? The writing going back into when he can't write anymore. He, he starts being able to write fluidly, and by the end of the movie, he's struggling for single letters. And just what he's doing with his—it's—it's it's the performance and it's the emotion. But what he's managing to convey through his hands—you're absolutely right—is mm-hmm. heartbreaking. Honestly, he missed a Best Actor nom by just a sliver, by a and hair. it's only because we watched like five other movies that had. Just again, like peerless right. performances in it, because the the learn from me line alone, mm. almost like bravo the whole performance, mm. but the hands in I particular. Can't. What's oh. the next the next uh, nominee? Michael Fassbender in Frank. What again? The Michael Fassbender movie. three categories. So this is the thing about <laughs> Frank: to ask an actor to do a very complex character study on a human being 
who is already super unique, mm. and to be able to convey everything that you are required to convey while wearing a fucking jack-in-the-box head. Yeah. He has you a have false no, head on the whole movie. You have no face. We talk about um, Tom Hardy a lot, and his face is mostly covered, but he still has his eyes to work with, and the eyes do a lot of work. Fassbender. When you have nothing but your body and your hands to work with, and to be able to paint a full and complete picture of this person? Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit. It's dude. incredible. Yeah. Um, Frank is a movie that we did for season zero. We pulled zero. out of season zero because of scheduling. We had one scheduling issue where we decided to, because it worked for the month, we just decided to throw it in. And uh, Fastbender's performance in Frank is it's incredible because like we said uh, the eye acting originally came from uh, Daniel Day Lewis but Tom Hardy is one that we come up with because Bane mm-hmm. the pilot in Dun- uh, Dunkirk, Dunkirk yeah. constantly directors are covering Tom Hardy's like you're face you're amazing hu- fucking sexy human one being of the best, cover your face but one of the best physical actors and one of the best like we, we call it I think we call it micro acting yes. with that really tiny facial manipulations that convey massive emotions there are people who do this really well and I think you're absolutely right with the hand acting Michael Fassbender's totally one of those Max von Sydow in The Exorcist Max von Sydow was like what was it? We we came up, we looked it up. It was like he was like thirty eight. He was forty something. Forty seven. Forty seven. Okay, when he plays Father Marin, he's in playing the an eighty year old. Yeah, priest. a very old man with a heart condition, and he was forty seven. You mm-hmm. said. Um, and actually, if you look at movies around that time, like for example, Strange Brew, you can see what Max von Sydow actually looks like. It's, we it's we dis- we discussed why we were going to nominate. I, I this was my nomination, and we talked about mm-hmm. why. And the reason I nominated him for The Exorcist is the fact that I mean the makeup is exceptional, but the fact that the, what actually sells his performance. You and I, we were both fooled. We mm-hmm. thought he was like 60, 70 when he did the fucking absolutely. Role. It's his tremor. He has a very slight. It's not the. It's not weird, a shaky. Uh, look at me shaking my hands. It's I'm not. Old. Uh, bla- it's not blazing saddles. Yeah, right. but I shoot with this, this hand. Good, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. Right. But, but there's a there's this barely perceptible tremor. It's almost. It's, and it's sometimes all over his performance. It's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere, and it's consistent. It's never not there. And the fact that I mean, you could we could not have nominated him for best actor, but it was in specific that little beautiful perfect tremor when, when he's, he's pulling the when pills he gets out the of pills his case. out, oh and is it's just like two fingers that are trembling. It's amazing. It's really subtle. It's super beautiful, and okay. it's like nothing. It's it's like no other hand acting that I'd I'd seen from that right. that in that movie in that time period. What else we got? Final nominee is Nicolas Cage in Raising Arizona. Do you want to or do you want me to? Because you go. This is your, your yeah, pick. Yeah, this is a dark horse one for me because we didn't realize how much fucking hand acting is in Raising Arizona until we had picked, until we had gotten into that category. Once we started looking at this category, I realized, oh yeah, but when Nicolas Cage starts fighting John Goodman, he he like does this weird thing with his hand where he flexes all of his fingers straight out and holds them cocked at his side like he's a schizophrenic. And then there's a moment when he goes to uh, double hand punch John Goodman and he scrapes his knuckles on the on ceiling. The ceiling. So, on the stucco fucking... And then there's the moment when when um, uh, he's he is walking, he's loading, he's checking to make sure that his guns are actually loaded because he keeps all his guns unloaded because he's a felon. Because he's a felon, yeah. So he's walking around and watching him work with the guns, 
Nicolas Cage does some legitimate hand act, like hardcore hand acting. I mean, if you listen to our last shootout, Raising Arizona was our number two movie, yeah. and it's for a reason. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that is Nicolas Cage's amazing performance in that ah. film. All right, what do we got? Who's the winner? And the award goes to Max von Sydow, The Exorcist. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo, Max. Give him a hand. <laughs> I am witty. Like Shut me, please. Up. I wish I could create as, as complete a character as Max von Sydow does in The Exorcist. It, it really Down is. Down to the hand. It's one of the, one of the great character performances. All right. What is our next category, Danielle? I feel very excited about this one. <laughs> so do I, There's actually, a reason why you suddenly. have this one. There's a reason why I have this one today. The Best of the Breast Award. <laughs> I mean, you win today. Goes to like, Danielle Pelshaw. Yeah. Bird. The next oh my God. Yay. <laughs> I would like to thank Colin Film Productions. I'm such a lucky boy. I'm such a lucky boy. Okay, for those of you at home who didn't watch the Facebook live stream, uh, décolletage for days. I've been staring at two paintings next to Carl's head. It's been a lot of like me looking it's at the like, ceiling hmm. like, Danielle, what's the next category? There's a whole lot of boobies. There's, there's a lot of cross from her. God, congratulations on all so, your success. I can just like purposefully leave. Oh, I can you. just I can I, sleep with I, that. I didn't. Sorry. I have to go to church. I've got to go to church. <laughs> you know they don't like yeah, it when you, you masturbate there, Max. Really? It's, no. I'm just sitting in the con, in the confessional. The priest is like, "Tell me about your sins." I'm like, "Well, I was at an episode." And then gradually in the background, you just start hearing like, "And I was." It was, um, <laughs> she was sitting to my left. Oh, no. And it was just... This poor table. <laughs> yeah, you need you to get a new table. table. You need to get a new table. But that sound is not Please. me. There's it's so the much, priest. so much gum under this table. All right, take a drink. I'm taking my coat off. Okay. <laughs> I was about to put mine on because I'm getting cold. Go on, throw oh, it on. We're, we're teeter-tottering. Yeah, we are. Oh, We've fallen out of sync. Ooh, Must be some sick. weird moon thing. Sorry, go All right, <laughs> Best of the Breast Award. Our first nominee is Anna Felci in Cemetery Man. Carl, this is you, because I yeah. disagree entirely. Well, they're super fake boobs, but they're like the best fake boobs ever. Um, they, they adorn the cover art and the poster of this film. Um, shoe. I watched this. As, that wasn't like young, but there was a lot of there was a lot oh, of whack and jelly. That gotcha. Went so you're of, bringing some you're bringing, bringing some, some childhood personal, memories. Yes, and this memories. Childhood were. memories. Yes. Uh, oh but my no, god, that was actually really funny, Carl. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to gloss that. That was a good joke. It was beautiful. That was Thank really you. good, buddy. But I remember the I first time so I saw much. this movie. Um, it was at my buddy Joe's house, who we need to meet, and he would be a great person for this show. Anyway, um, we were both like, holy tits. <laughs> yeah, see that and his wife is like, uh-huh, you boys. Like, <laughs> but no, they're just, I, I find them to be one of my favorite pair of cinema boobs. Gotcha. Yours are my favorite boobs. Boobs, boobs? But Excellent. she's just, for, but they're fake. They're super fake boobs, That's but they're like. I say the same thing to Bird all the time where I'm like, I'm like, that's an awesome movie, but, but. Bird's butt is my favorite butt. Right. And I honestly think that Bird's butt is the best butt I've ever seen. So like there's the yeah, there's the cinematic ass. Yes, there we go. Best of the <laughs> best ass bird. Bravo. But you know, there's there are the the movie the movie boobs you see, the real boobs you see. I will I will go with you for the Anna Falchi. Now, I, I love Cemetery Man by the mm -hmm. way. And the scenes with her are hilarious. Yes. There's the, the whole movie is so fucking absurd, but there is one shot. Uh, did you tell her how we 
picked this category? How we voted oh, we, on the winner yeah, for this? Yeah, we went on YouTube and looked at all the... Oh, not YouTube. Oh, I, we just stills, yeah. I opened Pornhub for three different movies. Because if you go on Pornhub and you look up, like, uh, Anna Falchi boobs, you get the you Cemetery get the Man boobs, scene. Yeah. It's the quickest way to get to the nude scenes in a movie. So that's how we picked the boobs. It's Blue's the warmest okay. color. I feel like so I, I need to, like... Don't look up shame. Yeah, go. go f- oh, actually, not, not a bad not idea. On the show, but, but not right now. But Aww. yes, that's a g- just look. All right, so we have Anna Felci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Anna one. Felci. There's one angle where I I saw what you yeah. saw. But what's our next okay. category? Um, our next nominee, and I'm probably going to butcher her last name again. It is Adele Exarchopoulos. 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 Okay. Greek. Mm-hmm. In blue is the warmest color. Mm-hmm. There's read the next. I think the next yeah. one is the next one um, is Lea Sedu. Yep. In blue is the warmest color as well. This is where we differ. We differ. You prefer Emma's boobs. I fr- prefer Adele's boobs. Yes. Uh, you didn't watch it. Bird did. I watched. Did I you watched watch? the last maybe she twenty minutes, any, half an hour, but I did see boobs. Oh, you did. Yeah, I saw boobs after the um, after the art show at the house. Yes. Whose boobs um, do you prefer? Blue-haired girl or brunette? Oh, she didn't have blue hair at that time. Oh, blonde-haired mm-hmm. girl or brunette? I thought, I thought Emma was more beautiful. Okay, but Adele's boobs, I think, were a little nicer. See, Bird and I are, are in the opposite camp. So you two think Adele, we think Emma. Okay, cool. Just yeah. different, different preference on different boobs. strokes for different. Yeah. Both very nice sets. They're, they're both nice. Both. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm kicking neither of, of them no. out of bed yeah, for I mean, eating there's sardines. A they're like, both that's nominated. A, that's a thin margin, guys. For like, sure. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. All it's of one like nipple. All of these categories are pretty yeah. close. Okay, what well who's next? This is another heavy category. We have two more. The next is Maria Schneider in Last Tango in Paris. They're yeah. okay. Um, I think I think we nominated because there's she's always topless in this movie. What I liked, except for when she's outside, this one was my nominee. Yeah, it and was. one of the things I liked about Maria Schneider's breasts in Last Tango in Paris is they are they encapsulate to me seventies boobs. They are, and her bush too, but uh, possibly but the American, whole, not sure. But, but, but the whole setup is very that seventies. Yeah, it, it like ten sort of. Well, when I growing up, I watched. I'm sure you did too. You watch a shitload of like movie box set seventies yes. slasher films, and you see a bunch of boobs, and then you discover. You know, I grew up in the nineties and the <clears> early two thousands. You discover porn, and boobs look different. Yeah. And it's not even the fake ones. Like breasts just look different. And for me, Maria, breasts are like faces. They're all different. And they keep uh, and they change too. It's like women. It's a way of identifying when you a see woman. pictures of women in the like <laughs> 40s and 50s, yeah, those women look different than women do now because people change. So Maria Schneider's breasts in Last Tango to me, they stand for all of the all breasts of the, of yeah, the 70s. That's so that's why I, that's why I nominated those. There is a nominee we don't have that I do want to shout out really quick. Mm-hmm. Susan George and Straw Dogs. We decided that there's really not enough going on to, for the yeah. nomination and also that movie is so troubling particularly about her character but and her sexuality. When you see her breasts they're amazing. They're a character intentionally. Yes, pecking, they're what draw the, the yeah. men off the roof essentially. Right. So. I mean there's a reason she goes through the whole movie with no bra. Like the one of the first shots of her is just, just her breasts. Her, yeah. So, but we didn't nominate her, but I do want to give a shout out to Susan George because she she was in the running and it was mostly our weird feelings about Straw Didn't Dogs. Didn't want to nominate anything pool. sexual for right, Straw Dogs. Right, ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Sorry, go ahead. Our last nominee is Nicole Behari in Shame. Yes. 
Um, she's a co-worker she that, is, that he takes, that mm-hmm. he can't sleep with, right? He tries to, but she means too much. Yeah. And he does. So, well, you can listen to the episode for yeah. why, but in particular, what I liked, this is again, another one of my mm-hmm. nominees. I think I had three. I just had two sets. This though. was me just being like, oh, the boobs are great and everything. But what I liked about, what, about, um, Nicole Berry's be- uh, breasts was she is, they're very natural. They're the smallest pair that's been nominated. And there's something about them. There's something very real yeah. and very. They're sexy. They are. They're really sexy. They're 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 high and tight. They're it's like a high and tight pair, smaller than normal, but really. And, and the nipples, perfect placement. Yep. Not, I'm not I'm not even joking. Like perfect placed. And yeah. Like, the, um, we're not we're not kidding. Like right. this is what this category. Jacket back on. Take this a drink. is what this category. I'm about to take mine off. We're jacket like, jackets so on. Weird. Okay. Anyway, yeah. That's that's what I liked about this. And we are we. This category is funny, yes, but Carl and I took it weirdly seriously. No, very seriously. We got into it, man. But yeah, so Nicole Behari from Shame. And, and who is our winner? So the winner of the filmy is Lea Seydoux in Blue is the Warmest Color. Bravo, yep. Lea Seydoux. Yep. We talked about it. It was it was a long conversation. Forth. It was a little bit like Die Hard versus Exorcist. It in was. We, got, we went deep on that. Yeah. There was a lot of. <laughs> we, well, we ended. What, it, what we ended up doing is we counted one, two, three, jerk off, and then the first one to come. Right. Carl was looking at yeah. Adele. I was looking at Lea Seydoux. Whoever Wait. got off first. What? What? You have to. We're. It's for the show. It's for, it's for the show. It's a business venture. <laughs> we're, we did it for business. Is we're advancing our careers, Danielle. He I'll, won. I did win. Yeah. Onto the cookie. <laughs> I'm going to grab us some Pabst no, Blue Ribbon. Please do. Um, no, what we, uh, yeah, but a serious, uh, to be totally honest, the way we did it is we, again, we got on Pornhub yeah. and we spun the sex scenes from <laughs> Blue is the Warmest Color, which there's 16 and a half minutes of them. Wow. And yeah, so it was me and Carl alone in my house watching <laughs> Pornhub and I was like, this is kind of a weird podcast that we do, isn't it there, buckaroo? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't hate it. <laughs> didn't hate it. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. The things oh. you two do for your art. No kidding. <laughs> uh, and what is our next category, mein Liebchen? Best actress. Oh. You do, well, uh, Car- feeding you beer. By the way, this is Car- This was Carl's decision. And I like this, where we do Boss Hog, Best Actor, Best of the Breast, Best, best Actress. actress. <laughs> it feels kind of fair. Um, so this is the Boss, uh, or no, this is the the best, the filmy for Best of the Breast. No. Best, best actress. actress. Best, best actress. actress. I just did best of the breast. Oh, this is going to be a fun episode. Opening that PBR, baby. <laughs> Carl, cheers. Cheers, brother. All right, best actress. Let's get into it. Holly Hunter as Ed in Raising Arizona. I believe this was my pick. It was. Um, it's so hard for an actor to be able to go toe to toe with Nicolas Cage. To hang to with his hang crazy. with his crazy, and to make it believable and not try to go one up or to, she is one of my favorite. She's not a foil. She isn't a a uh, manic, manic pixie, pixie dream, dream girl. girl. Mm-hmm. She is her own very strong character and woman in this, and I love that. And she's just fun to watch her. Play around with with high in this movie. It is, yeah, it, it is super cool. Uh, one of the things that I lo- um we we this is a it's a Coen Brothers movie. It's a highly quotable movie. Yes. But some of my favorite quotes are Holly Hunter. Mm-hmm. That some bitch 
That son, that son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. Or when he comes back over to the car and he's like, they were all over me. It was kind of horrifying, honey. Let me in. I want a baby high. I want a baby high. You go up there and get me a baby. Like, so um, so many of Holly Hunter's lines are just... Uh, the fact that she manages to play straight, too. Mm-hmm. She, she does kind of play straight man to, to Nicolas Cage's H.I. McDonough, but but manages to still be the funniest one in the room most of the time. Most of the time. Linda Blair as Reagan McNeil in The Exorcist. You really don't have to say anything about that. Oh, man. Oh, Lupita Nyong'o as Patsy in 12 Years a Slave. Okay, this does need some talking. I almost started crying. I had had seen. She was amazing. Had you ever seen it before? No. I'd seen it three times, so a lot of my tears. I did cry again. Every time I've seen this movie, I've cried. The only scene that got me to, that made me cry this time, this third watch through, is is Patsy being whipped by Solomon at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. I think that that is a perfect cinematic scene. And also one of the hardest cinematic scenes. Of, I can't. Oh my gosh. I can't not. I I'm drinking champagne and PBR, Carl. <laughs> Goddamn. Cut a guy some slack. But seriously, um, the, I mean, part of it is that part of it. You have to give it to the cinematography because that is one shot. Mm-hmm. I pointed that out on the episode. The second that yeah. um, Michael Fassbender picks that whip up from that point on, or when Patsy comes around from that point on, that's one one shot. One shot, which means that <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o. Had to conf- had to go from confronting, resigning herself to being brutally whipped by her master, shift gears to being whipped by a friend, and then go through the whole scene with the camera. By the way, the camera is inches from her face, and it's her acting basically down the barrel for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the mo- it's there. You have nothing left in you when nope. that scene is done. Oh my nope. gosh, it was brutal. You're you're brutal. you're scraped clean. That you are you're over yep. at the end of that. It's amazing. It's amazing acting. Heartrending and amazing. Sorry. Leia Seydoux and Adele Exarchopoulos as Emma and Adele in Blue is the Warmest Color. Mm-hmm. You grab this one. Yeah, so this was my introduction to like French cinema. cinema. Blue is the Warmest like, Color. Blue is the warmest, warmest Color, yeah. And it's, it's hard to write notes and read subtitles mm. <laughs> and, yeah. and gauge performance. Mm. The fact that these two women were able to convey, and I understood their characters well enough, while my eyes are on the bottom third of the screen most, most of, the of the time, movie, yeah. and when, when they're not there, they're in my notebook making notes, and I could feel, I could feel these women, I could, I could understand them, and I could um, engage with what they were going through, speaks volumes to their performance and we i don't understand their language and i could feel nuance and i could feel the the subtle shift in tone with what they were saying when i can't understand what they're saying i have a hard time gauging performance in foreign movies most of the time is because it genius we don't, because i don't understand it yeah right so but i don't think so because there's so many moments in this film where there is no dialogue and it's just these two women Looking at each other, right. or 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 just eating or whatever. It's like this movie is smoking cigarettes, eating and fucking. But like, that's it. Yeah, that's one thing I wanted to say about their performance, which is we don't under we don't understand their language, but we completely understand their language. Exactly. Um, watching this movie 
the uh, we when we were talking about the nominees, we decided to nominate them together because of what happened in Cannes. Most yes, like, it's as yeah. a nod to the that when this movie first came out at the Cannes Film Festival, the most prestigious award that that festival gives out, the Palme d'Or, was awarded to these two actresses and the director, which is the first time. I think ever mm-hmm. that because again we from ta- what I have read that is accurate right we talked about it the Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival loves the auteur they pick they usually give the director praise and kind of snub other people because they like that oh he's a genius type thing but they recognized that this movie does not happen without both, both of, of them, them working nope, it sure doesn't so that's that was part of it and the other part of it was this is some of the best chemistry I've ever seen we talked about Brokeback Mountain that chemistry and this these are this is those are the master class on on not even you can't have a master class on chemistry it's something that happens or it doesn't yeah yeah but they, they have some they they transcended acting yeah. and reached some sort of actual connection act, yeah, it's 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 stunning just visually if mm-hmm. you could turn the subtitles off and still get it yes it's amazing that's so why that's I, why they are they are yeah. co-nominated i agree with that and i only saw the last probably 20 minutes of the movie but i got that instantly too their their chemistry was just it's, it's, it was incredible. It's truly incredible. Mm-hmm. All right. So do we have more or is it the winner? Nope. And our winner is Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yes. There, as much as we love the other actresses, you, there's... It's a jaw-dropping it's ama- performance. It's, it's stunning. We talked about it in the episode, but for those of you who didn't listen to the 12 Years a Slave, epi- uh, 12 Years a Slave episode... Two-parter. Yeah. Both she and Michael Fassbender apparently passed out during the rape scene. For real. Yep. Actually passed out to unconsciousness because they were both going for it. Oh my god! I know mm-hmm. it's a stunning performance. It's absolutely stunning. Uh, oh Daniel, what is our next category? All right. I hope it's lighthearted. Yeah, she's caught like a <laughs> deer in the headlights. Like it, it for the most part, for yes, Ezra, it is. Yeah. Um. So we have the category of best eye acting. Best eye acting. Up next. Um. Shout out to Daniel Day Lewis. Season zero does not count. However, but he is the reason this category exists. There will be blood in particular. Yeah. So if we could have nominated Daniel Day Lewis, would have been and probably the winner. Probably but. the winner. So go watch. There will be blood. In with that in and mind, and then subscribe to our Patreon and listen to the episode. Absolutely. Donate a little bit over at Patreon.com/slash Quill and Film. Quinn Quinn and Film. That's right, Carl. Cheers. Absolutely <laughs> ribbon. All right. Who's our first nominee? <laughs> Oh. Our first nominee fun, right? is Adrian Brody in in the more the morgue drawer scenes in the jacket. Take this yeah. one. So this was an early episode, episode first two month. Or three for us in, in in the month. No, of three. Yeah. Two is a scanner darkly. Yeah. So Adrian Brody is a underrated actor in the first place, but in particular in the jacket when he is placed in the morgue drawer, he is he is in a straight jacket. He's laid on a slab and shoved into a morgue drawer that is lit by like one like barely a lighter <laughs> uh, and the camera is is on his it's face it's a quarter watt bulb it's a quarter watt bulb and all he has to work with is his eyes right and it's the fear is every there's so much fucking happening there he he cries and this is the thing that's fucking crazy we talked about it on the episode <laughs> the reason this performance exists is because they literally locked him in a morgue drawer for 12 hours at a time yeah Stop. And let at the camera roll. Twelve hours at his request. At, at Adrian Brody's request, he's like, "I can't get there." He said, "Until I can get there." Mm-mm. His his take on it was, "There go." He's like, "Let's shoot the scene when you guys break. Leave me in the drawer." 
and they would go off on and they lunch. Would s- they would go to craft services. Set they would, stuff up. They would set stuff up. Set up a scenes. new scene. Yeah. Leaving him in the drawer. And they left hours him in the drawer. Time. Leaving the camera. And roll. they left that camera rolling and just shot Adrian Brody locked in a fucking morgue drawer. And again, if you haven't seen the movie, we're, what we're talking about specifically is like macro shots of his yeah. eyes and Huge. face. I've never. I've. I mean, no, I've never seen terror before like real true terror and there's a fucking hopelessness pops mm-hmm. up it's it's stunning that yeah. just i mean the movie has its flaws it's an awesome film watch mm-hmm. the jacket but those scenes when he's in the morgue drawer and specifically what he's doing with his eyes yeah is it's 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 a beyond it's amazing <laughs> I love the jacket, dude. Yeah. I really did. It actually, we we talked. It popped up we a couple popped, times a couple in times, the nominations yeah. too. It's really a good movie. Okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah. next nominee. Strange, the Machinist didn't ever pop up. It pops up once. Anyway, well, no wait, it didn't. We cut it out. Oh my god, why did the Machinist not show up? It doesn't matter, Danielle. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> Carl, I like the movies we watched, and I really like our show. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Next nominee is Mel Gibson, contemplating. Suicide oh. scene in Lethal Weapon. Wow. This was Carl. You take this, this one. It's a well. game changer in this movie that I didn't expect. Yeah. Have you ever, <sighs> Bird? Have you ever seen Lethal Weapon? No. I we should not. watch just. The, I'm. I'm. I like all the movies, but I think you should at least watch the first. The first one. one. I think. One I think you'd dig it. It's better than just an action movie. It is. It is. It's like. It is like Die Hard in that it transcends its genre. Right. And then all of the Die Hard movies are great, except for the one that shall not be named. And all of the Lethal Weapon movies are great, but they're kind of action movies. That first one, though, something special yeah. going on. But uh, so yeah. there's something. So when you read or listen to interviews and understand what's actually happening on set, where he was by himself just camera operator in the room and he had a live round actually in a, blank. a live blank in in the wow. chamber of the so if if he pulls the trigger he's going to actually injure himself if, but he if he pulled that, the trigger with the gun in his mouth he would have died he would have died so with all that stuff not known it doesn't matter because this is one of the best this is one of the best things i've ever seen an actor do is the is because there's so much going on in in the scene oh. that aren't that isn't his eyes. It's it's, it's the flawless. Totality it's of the totality of everything. Yeah, because you you feel him grieve for his wife, and you feel him struggle with, "Can I go through this one more day?" And without saying a word, you understand Martin Riggs and where he has come from and who he is as a person. We, and when he says, "I," I'll catch mm, you later. Yeah. I'll catch you much, much later. later. But we did. We watched. This is another one that we actually queued up. We By the way, YouTube. shout out to YouTube. YouTube is great. If you need one specific scene, the, YouTube has it's it. There. It's like one minute Ready thirty. Ready to go. Like, there High it is. def. It, the yep. scene you need is there. We watched this and we watched just his eyes. And you're you're right. Part of what makes this amazing. Here's the story. We, you can hear it on the episode, but I'll tell it here because it's pretty fast. Um, Mel Gibson read the script and he went to Richard Donner, the director, and he was like, "Look, I." I, re- I read the scene. I will do this scene for you, but here's my conditions. I will do it one time. You roll camp. You get your angles set up. You get what you need. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do this scene, and when I'm done, I'm not doing it again. So the Because he had to go somewhere. He went all the way there. He went right to the brink, to the point where he loaded a live blank, which is... That's how Brandon, you know, like Brandon Lee died. Brandon Lee died from a a bullet being pushed out by a blank. But there have been extras killed just by the concussive blast of a blank pressed against their head. A blank can kill you. He he threw a blank into the chamber and did that scene. He went all the way there, 
shot at once, done. That's what you see in the movie. That's that's Mel Gibson contemplating suicide on screen. Yep. It's exactly what you see. It's Shit. fucking unbelievable. Short of that. When you were talking about it just now, I almost cried. Are you almost crying? Yeah. Fucking shit, dude. That is one of the most epic. That's one of the most I scene. That's yeah. that is the scene. It's incredible, Carl. Do we have more nominations? We have one more. We have one more. Um, I, I almost just I like know, lost I my. Know, I almost I just cried. I saw it. Not lighthearted either. It's Michael Fassbender, Bobby Sands, Holy Death and Hunger. Shit. Oh my God! Do you want? I'll take this one. Yeah, I can't. I don't. Ha- I can't. Okay, in Hunger, Bobby Sands. The story of Hunger is about a an IRA guy who decides to go on a hunger strike. He and a bunch of other IRA members. No wash, no clothes. No. no wash. They didn't wash their cells. They didn't wash their clothes or their bedding, and they went on a hunger strike. Eventually, that killed a bunch of them. 17? 17, 16, 17? I think it was Seventeen people died. In the movie, directed by Steve McQueen. The last 20 minutes, we watch Bobby Sands starve himself to death. Spoilers. Bobby Sands <laughs> starves himself to death at the end of this movie, and there's a fucking... It's, oh my God, it's heartbreaking. There's a, But well, let's talk about just the eye acting. There's an insane moment where Michael Fassbender is coming out of essentially like a pseudo-coma. And he, it's when he's dying. It's the moment he's dying, and he opens his eyes... And it's, I'm just talking about the eye acting specifically. Mm-hmm. The whole scene is masterful, but the eye acting is almost unbelievable. When you see it, you, you don't understand how it's how he's doing it. He opens his eyes. You see his pupils focus on he, one eye opens and he sees his mom and he looks at the wall. He's way out of it because he's starving to death. And his pupil focuses for one second and then utterly dilates his pupil blows completely out i have no fucking idea how you do that i do not know how he did it oh my god it's incredible mm-hmm. you watch we watched michael we watched um mel gibson co- contemplate suicide mm-hmm. did we watch michael fassbender uh, die for a minute yeah it's amazing it's absolutely amazing his pupil focuses in and then wow. boom it, and he's gone. I have oh no idea. No, Michael how, Fassbender dies. It's incredible. As his his method yes. literally involves his own death. So, That's the right, only yeah, way I can spin it. But out, dude, yeah. it's such an incredible moment in that movie. Hunger's a really good movie. You should definitely. Mm. It's fucking hard. Well, to watch, it almost though. won Flick of the Year. It yeah. It well, almost yeah. it almost uh it, yeah. It was pretty close to Flick of the Year during our shootout. Yeah. Um, Hunger Hunger's a strong yeah. a strong contender. But is there what do we got? We have our winner. What's oh. our winner? Who tell us? Tell us. I kind of forget. The filmy goes to Mel Gibson yeah. in Lethal Bravo. Weapon. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. I mean, there's have to give it to there's him. really nothing like it. When we watched that scene on YouTube, and both of us had hairs shooting out of our arms through our shirts, through dude. Our like shirts, every, it was, like, it was crazy yeah. how goosebumps for. And that's just watching the, the that scene on YouTube, and it immediately. Not even the movie. Yeah. You you start you roll that you roll that scene, and you're. Oh, oh, yep. oh, you're in it. All right, Bird. What is our next category? See, uh, uh, dr- the drinking. I am now forgetting who all the winners yeah, are, and great. it makes it's the show more so so excited. <laughs> oh boy, best cinematography. Oh, a heavy hitter category. Right, cool. Excellent. Okay, who we are? We can almost just run through them. Maybe. Let's Frederick see. Frederick Elms and Herbert Cardwell, Eraserhead. Maybe not. <laughs> we might have to briefly address that. Okay. It's the most unique cinematography you've ever seen because it's showing you things that just don't exist or happen ever. ever. 
part of what I, part of the reason I think this one got on our nominees list, and I don't remember who nominated Eraserhead. It might have been me. I think it was you. Um, part of it was I. Oh, it was me because you had a shit version of Eraserhead, and I have the Criterion. You had the 4K, yeah. I watched a bunch of special features and saw how the cinematographers yeah. worked. There were some nights where the lighting, the just the lighting. With the cinematographer working on the lights, just the lighting would take six or seven hours. Shit. And as far as movies, okay, we we always talk about when when David Fincher comes up. David Fincher shoots a really dark movie. Mm-hmm. You've never seen a movie that shoots darker than then, Eraserhead. Yeah. I'm not talking tonally. I'm talking the saturated like the six, the blackness. Sixty, of it. seventy, eighty percent of your screen sometimes watching Eraserhead is black. And the stuff that needs to be lit is Perfect. perfectly lit. It's it's a Eraserhead is an exceptional visual experience, yes. and it's because of the hard work that that cinematographer put in. Winton Hawk, mm-hmm. The Searchers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this was you. This so. is me. So The Searchers exists in the in the world of. A format that doesn't exist anymore, the CinemaScope, that super wide. Right, 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 like that aspect the, ratio. That aspect ratio that doesn't exist. You, there, there are no projectors or ways to, to get that to, to, we cannot see the vision. Doesn't of exist the anymore. It doesn't exist. We, we talked about this actually, which I thought was kind of cool. One of the things I liked about the episode when we did the research was the reason that the color grade on the searchers looks j- kind of a little touch weird is because the original film print, the yellow, had degraded, degraded so, so far much, yeah. that they couldn't save it, and they yeah. had to recolorize just the yellow, which shows how good the searchers mm-hmm. is that they took the time to do that. So there were a lot of westerns shot by by Ford and other directors in Monument Valley that 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 show that landscape, and and we know it because of those westerns. Right. But when when he is in charge of the camera, yeah, you see it in a different in a different way and Winton Hawk. Winton Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, that is, that is, we know John Ford's Monument Valley and it's his Monument Valley. Right. There's two movies to me that, that show us now. Okay. There's Monument Valley and then there's John Ford's Monument right. Valley. There's two, I think they're, yeah, there's two John Ford movies that, sh- that are the pinnacle of his Monument Valley stagecoach. Mm hmm. And the Searchers, yeah. And for me, if, if you give an edge to either, it's the Searchers. Yeah. It's one uh, visually, but it's a, it's the smaller moments too, because it's not all the, the snow. vast. Yeah, horses mm-hmm. in the snow. Fucking um, uh, John Wayne shooting buffalo with his hat, the brim of his hat filling up with snow in a blizzard, mm-hmm. shooting buffalo and screaming. Yeah. The zoom in. Oh my God, Carl. The in the zoom, hut. In the uh, hut when yeah. he's run into oh all of the all of the women and people who've been driven mad by being tortured. By the the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, it's the searchers. It's they don't treat the right. they don't treat it very They're sensitively. The Indians in this. But yeah, like, yeah. The, tortured by the Indians. Essentially, when we get that fucking that, zoom in on John Wayne's face, I honestly think that that shot, that one shot, that zoom in on John Wayne's eyes, shadowed by his hat, looking at the 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 mad women. I think that is the single most iconic shot in all of any western ever. I would agree. I, I completely stand That's why the cinematographer was my nominee. Was your nominee. Yes. Good nominee. I, can't, I didn't even think of him, but honest to God, good nominee. 
Who's next? Sean Bobbitt for 12 Years a Slave, Hunger, and Shame. Yeah, we shame. gave him a three-peat because <laughs> yeah. same cinematographer on each. Yeah, he worked and on... And his style is... is Similar in all three. Yeah. But it, um, that was part of... I think that's... When we talked about... We didn't, this really didn't come up that much when we talked about Steve McQueen. But I honestly think that half of my love of all of Steve McQueen's movies is Steve McQueen and the actors, and half of it is Sean Bobbitt. That cinematographer has a very unique eye. And finally, John Coquillion? Coquillon. Okay, Straw Dogs. This is my nominee. Mm -hmm. He manages to, to, to create a Western sort of environment, and I fell in love with that. In England. In England, yeah. And it looks like it's shot like a Western. But again, much like The Searchers, like shows you the wide open spaces, but is when it comes into one room or two people speaking. Holy shit, Carl. That's exactly it. He he recognizes the plains of England the Mm -hmm. same way that the the cinematographer understands the plains of Monument Valley. England has wide open spaces. England has Mm -hmm. rolling hills and mountains. England has hard crags. That's why Straw Dogs to me, I'm not the only one that feels this way, Straw Dogs is a western set in England. Absolutely. Well, Peckinpah is a famous western director. Well, Wild Bunch, of Uh, course. I have a different take on this cinematographer. I'm glad I just had that little bing moment in my head, but what I love about him is his framing mm-hmm. little shit the way that he'll stuff, yes. the way he'll frame uh how uh dustin hoffman walks through a doorway the way they're lighting a scene the, I, again i have the criterion so i have the best it's beautiful pot it's gorgeous yeah. but this and it's it's subtler it's subtler than these other cinematographers yes. but it, it really is excellent what do we have here and our winner we vamped long enough yeah. for her is, to get back to the table yeah. that's what i was going for Sorry. sean bobbitt sean bobbitt yeah bravo and i I'm completely so- forgot <laughs> Because it's hunger. When we saw the fly, that fly that he's playing with oh, in the broken grate of the of the prison cell in hunger, we're like, who else do we give this to to frame that and to the sit feather, on the-, the feather floating with Michael Fassbender out of focus, the mm. the long shot of the guy cleaning the hallway. Yeah, just cleaning all the piss out of the. Mm. The guy who walk. Oh my god, the guy, the prison guard who walks in to clean the cell, and we cut to it. What he he's seeing something, and he pulls his hat and off. It's the shit in the spiral. The spiral. The shit. The the spiral in the shit on the wall of the cell. The way that Sean Bobbitt shoots it, it becomes it's art. Beautiful. It becomes beautiful. Yes. That, so bravo, it's, Sean Bobbitt. It's shit that someone smeared on the wall with their hand. <laughs> Literally. And I'm shit. like, I want a print of that in my living room. You're like, I'm gonna think I'm gonna start smearing shit on my wall <laughs> right. so I can yeah, get a seriously. good spiral like that going. It won't happen. All right. Daniel, what is our huh. next category? I'm sorry, I just f- completely fell into Danielle's boobs just now. <laughs> yeah, I feel so when guilty. I, when I'm I was up using you. when I was up using the restroom, I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> Every time I look, I'm like, "Damn did it!" Did you acknowledge your own decolletage? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> okay, this is a really great category, and I'm really excited about it. The Bill Pullman Award for Outstanding Drinking in a Motion Picture. <laughs> Bravo for the category. Bravo for the category. That's my favorite category. <laughs> Danielle, who are our, who are, I was going to say contestants, who are our nominees? Our first nominee is Clint Eastwood, preparing for murder in Unforgiven. Do you want a mea culpa this one or should I? You mea culpa. Mea culpa. We went back and watched the scene that, that I think we both nominated yeah, both him. Nominated, we yeah. both nominated him for this. 
and the scene is not that good to be no. honest we went back and revisited it it's not this we we, we both in had our this, brains were like he's, he slams a fifth and gets ready for murder but he doesn't, doesn't. he takes like he four sips, drinks couple sips now but, how powerful is that, though? That that's the memory of of him. Well, his his follow up performance is so so, so right dark and so exceptional that we remembered the drinking scene wrong. Yes. So bravo to the performance. The yes. actual drinking of this not, not so that great. impressive. All right. So then our next nominee is Bill Pullman himself. A straight-up shot of poison in the serpent and the rainbow. Terribly impressive. Terribly <laughs> it's just the least, the most ill-advised drink you've ever seen. It's still poison, Holy dude. Fuck. We have a whole Philly frat boy bit about this. <laughs> You're gonna fucking drink poison. I told you, boys, no more poison. I told you guys, no more poison in the fucking bar. But my favorite, my favorite part of that scene, he goes to the witch doctor. The witch doctor gives poison to a goat. The goat dies. Yes. The next day, Bill Pullman realizes that the live goat he's seeing is a different goat, so the zombie powder must have been fake. The guy gives him the zombie powder. He goes, here's what I think you're fucking zombie powder, and he pours it into a shot, does the shot, and I'm like, oh, yeah, whoa, you saw that kill a goat. poison. <laughs> <laughs> zombie powder might not Zombie work. powder or no, that That's kills kill things. <laughs> like, don't goat. drink that. <laughs> he just slams that shot down like a, a motherfucker. Right, he does. We... <laughs> Oh, like, and so many. The other thing we, because I, I do want to give some shout outs to Bill Pullman. That's why we named this award. That's where the Bill Pullman's bar cart award, yes. like, <laughs> joke comes from. Yep. It's one of the most amazing drinking yes. moments I've ever seen. I love that joke and that bit. And hearing you talk about this movie makes zero sense and it makes me want to watch it so bad. <laughs> Spin it. Serpent That's the Rainbow That's why she's never great. seen Serpent. Sounds Brady, did you watch so it? You watched weird. it with me, right? Parts of it. It yeah. sounds it's so pretty good. weird. It was entertaining. It holds sure. up for sure. Also Give Bill Pullman. Also Bill Pullman. <laughs> Next nominee, um, plural, the townsmen preparing for murder in Straw Dogs. You jump on this one. Okay, they are just... So... Our first nominee, Clint Eastwood, preparing for murder, chugging from, but he isn't. He's sipping it, and we discovered that it wasn't as great. Right. Straw Dogs, the townsmen, a group of men, they are literally preparing themselves to kill people, to kill another to human. To kill a guy, yeah. And the, it's methodic in the way that they are drinking. Not drinking for pleasure, not drinking to get drunk. They are drinking to do murder. Yeah. And it's all of them. And they're doing shot after shot. They get bottles. After shot. And they get bo- They call it's, back and get another bottle. How about a bottle? And that's, uh, in a weird way, shout out to Peckinpah, because he shows us them drinking again yes. and again and again. Over the, and over. Yeah. They, get a, they get a bottle of whiskey and they'll take a pull, pass it. Take a pull, pass it. They are all drinking to get themselves to a spot where they are capable, where capable of killing, of killing a human. Someone. It's... The other two are kind of fun, funny. This is very, very dark. Mm-hmm. Watching them drink, they're drinking mechanically. To, to, yeah, they are. There's no, zero pleasure. It's obscene. It's, I need to medicate myself Absolutely. to the point of, a, of being able to do murder. In a, in a film loaded with really controversial, bleak stuff, it is one of the most troubling moments yep. in the movie is watching those townspeople drink. Yep. Okay, our last nominee, which I believe was brought up already, this quote a little earlier in this in this award ceremony, <laughs> Dennis Hopper. Mm. 
Heineken, fuck that shit. Pabst Blue Ribbon and Blue Velvet. Carl, do you want to cheers our Pabst Blue Ribbons well, right this now? This is why Pabst Blue Ribbon is the <laughs> drink of why. choice for the Quillen Filmies presented by Measuring Flick. Not sparks, we're not sponsored not by... Not even remotely no, sponsored by PBR. But I, but I enjoy the me. beverage. As do I. And this, is, uh, this and Miller High Life are yeah. the two beers I buy most often when yep. I just need something in the fridge. But then we discovered that he doesn't really do a whole lot of drinking. It's just that line is fucking hilarious. And I wa- they, they do drink beers in the house, right. but I, I can't. You can't. The, the line itself is so strong, you have you to give have it to, to him. You have to give it to him. I, Heineken, oh, fuck, fuck that, that shit! shit. Pabst Blue Ribbon screaming yes. in in fucking Kyle McLaughlin's face. <laughs> There's a great YouTube of shout out to YouTube really quick. If you look up David Lynch's Pabst Blue Ribbon commercial, they it's like a commercial. They recut but, yeah. it as a Pabst Blue Ribbon ad. It's hilariously it's fucking funny. Hilarious. All right, Danielle. All right. So the Bill Pullman filmy for the. For outstanding drinking in a motion picture, goes to the townsman in Straw Dog. We couldn't give it to anyone else. No, had to. It's it's, it's troubling. It's not funny, but nope. man, is it! It is the most iconic drinking we've seen. Bird, what's our next category? The I believe you are fucked up award <laughs> for best drunk or high acting. <laughs> I forgot about that. One. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Who are our nominees? First up is Kira Knightley in the jacket. One of our first conversations about um, drunken high be- acting, believable inebriated acting. We didn't name it after her, but I would say she's probably the reason this category exists. Oh, it's is, the yeah. first time we noticed it. Super believable. Like her eyes disconnect and wibbly wobbly and different. And lock on to things that you wouldn't, and, and still being able to have a conversation and the way her, because when you when you do drunk acting, you're like, hey, I'm really fucking fucked up right now. There's right. certain tropes that like there's bad drunk like, acting, bad mm-hmm. drunk acting, yeah. and there's these patterns Nicole that people Kidman, fall into. Eyes wide shut. We talk about the she should get worst the fucking ever the, the measuring <laughs> filmies award for worst, worst stoned, stoned acting, acting ever. ever, not on our show. No. <laughs> but no, Kira Knightley was the first one that we realized like, holy fuck, like she's. She's fucked up right now. She's she, drunk. She nails it, dude. Because yeah. it's that. It's, it's going little, one drink too far, not completely hammered. It's little stuff. It's little stuff like okay, the the bad the bad drunk acting would be like I missed the freezer door. The good drunk acting would be like you got three of your fingers into the freezer door and then you're like Whoa, oh, and then you get your pinky in and right. then you open it. It's tiny details. Her, Kira Knightley dr- drunk in the jacket is. Bought on. Yeah. Do you think she's acting. actually drunk? No, she's acting. I don't think so. No. I, yeah, wow. we think it's acting. We we were wondering. One of our nominees. I think we were wondering if they if were actually, actually fucked up. Yeah. But let's get to that. I think it's the, no. Anyway, mm, I think I know which one it is. Okay, who's our next nominee? Second nominee is Bill Pullman. Poison scene. Can I take this? I'm sorry. The server <laughs> in the rainbow. It's, this is amazing because Carl, you'd forgotten about it. I did. Because. He, he takes a shot earlier on, but near the end of Serpent in the Rainbow, he gets the zombie powder blown in his face. And it's like, and, he, and then he wanders down to this square. Part of it is the cinematography for sure, because mm-hmm. they get, they shoot it, re- you remember the scene, mm-hmm. they shoot it really gonzo, they get like right in his face. He's like wandering around, he's going after villagers, they're like, don't touch me, don't fucking touch me, like people are backing away from him. And you can see one by one, you can see the effects of the poison taking place where he's like, he's like, like at first it's like he's got the spins a little bit and then it's like, now he feels nauseous 
Now his legs stop working right. Yeah. Now, like, there's you can you, you can see it coursing through his body. You can you literally see the the it's it's a it's. A, I remember the scene. Now. It's a really exceptional yeah. performance. Watching Bill Pullman get fucked up by the zombie powder that's been blown in his face. Watching his legs go limp. Watching it's it's amazing. It's really amazing. So yeah, Serpent in the Rainbow, second Bill Pullman nomination. Bravo, Bill Pullman. Our third nominee is Robert Dunny Jr. Paranoia in the tow truck in a scanner darkly. This is really funny. <laughs> um, I wish I could remember the scene, but it's such a brilliant scene. It's a great, dude. Because their 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 car has stopped working, and so they have to get a tow truck to go home. The accelerator. The accelerator. The accelerator is cable stuck. stuck. Or, yeah. Yeah. And so, well, who did this? So they, they're super <laughs> fucking high and paranoid. And then they're talking, they, they start this whole con- conspiracy theory about cameras in their house. Don't worry, I left a note on the door mm-hmm. saying, feel free to come in or some shit. Like, right. And Robert Downey Jr.'s performance is so fucking, like, insane and, like, he, he's super paranoid. And the, Listen, and man, you gotta, here's what you gotta do, man. You gotta probably, you, you should probably sell it. You should sell the house. Sell the house. You gotta put the when house When they get the back to the house, that's when it's even, but he's like, but I kind of think he was fucked up. For, for the performance though I don't think he was because um, the scanner darkly is post comeback so this is when oh, he's clean okay. so that I'm going to say super bravo, super bravo for his then, acting yeah. um, one of the things that I, I, I the, the only thing I want to say about a scanner darkly is if you watch that movie we could have nominated anyone in this movie uh, I'm surprised it didn't hit more that scanner darkly is to, to be able to do a Philip K. Dick story and justice, justice at yeah. all minority report the great movie, not not the Compared same story. Compared to a Scanner right. Darkly, all the re- except for all Blade Runner, except Blade Ru- for Blade Runner. Well, caveat, like one of my favorite fucking movies. Blade Runner and a Scanner so. Darkly nail it. Yeah, a Scanner Darkly, especially because when we found out that that was Richard Linklater, that's a f- that that movie. Makes sense. Well, I knew that because that's a wild he did uh, Waking Life in the same like cell shaded format, rotoscoped, rotoscoped, and all yep. that shit. Yeah. yeah. So. Who's our next nominee? Uh, final, Mark Ruffalo and Kirsten Dunst in Eternal Sunshine Holy of the Spotless Mind. Shit. shit. So we shit on Kirsten Dunst a ton Hard. in Sofia Coppola, Coppola month. She is not only her, her drunken high acting in this is all of her acting perfect in Eternal all Sunshine. of her acting in Eternal Sunshine. She's really good in that movie. Super fucking good in that movie. Give it to her for sure. Yeah. Virgin yeah. Suicide, she's good, but if I'm being honest, yeah. Eternal Sunshine, she's awesome in yes. that movie. And it almost makes you feel bad. You're like, yeah. I feel I said a lot of really mean things right. about all of her other performances. <laughs> yeah, but she's great. And Mark Ruffalo and her together when they're high is the, you can you can listen to the episode, but they're <laughs> Their high and stoned acting is perfect. It's not over the top. It's just how you are in those moments. This is the one where I'm wondering if maybe they were They were stoned. a little bit stoned. Yeah. There's a but the moment that got them the nom is when Kirsten Dunst is telling him she's like you got to call you got to call Mark. You got or whatever. You got to get him is. over here. You got to call the doctor. You got to call doctor guy. And she, he's like he's like no, you got to mellow out. You're freaking me out. Mellow out. I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to call him. Okay, I'm calling him. Yeah, like just, and I'm I'm not doing them justice. No, like, not their, at all. Their stoned but, acting yeah. is amazing. And Mark Ruffalo is one of my favorite. Mm, just, I it's love weird him. to see him in that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's that's why they got the nom. I forgot he was in that movie. And our winner, winners, winners, Mark Ruffalo and Kirsten Dunst. Oh, excellent! Couldn't not give yeah, them to him. Could not do it. Couldn't yeah. do it. 
they get they get less stoned but still stoned. But still stoned. It's amazing. Yeah. There, there's when the doctor gets there and she's trying like hold her shit together. <laughs> Brilliant. So, the, and the, it's also the Kirsten Dunst little the thing bit, yeah. where she keeps saying like I, she'll be like I'm gonna go and get a. Th- I am so stoned, and she'll keep right, saying yeah. it. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, totally are. realistic. What's right. our next category, Danielle? Our next category is best stunt. Oh, we we love our we'll stuntmen. We will just we do on the show as a measuring flicks family. We'll just describe the stunt. We have to go more into it. No, no, no. Yeah, we'll just get quick. Go okay. Quick this one. The first nominee is Nicolas Cage, who literally throws a human being in Kiss of Death. YouTube, Nick Cage. Fucks up a stunt man. Kiss of death on it's YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's just the stunt. It's 32 this seconds long. This was my long. nom, too. I'm so happy. I also... Um, well, oh, did you? Yeah, you, you sent me your nominations. Oh, and I didn't know what it, yours were. Yeah, I know you didn't. I actually liked it that way. You sent me your nominations, and if we had a double, I crossed mine out. And then So this is a double nomination. Sweet. This awesome. was my first nomination. That's when amazing. I saw, Oh my God! The, oh, go ahead. Sorry. That but basically he, here's what, he pulls a dude out of a ki- like a guy in a cab a truck. of a truck. He Nicholas Cage opens the door, Did grabs the stunt man, pulls him out, and throws a man against over over his, his head. head. This th- guy is seven feet in the air, and Nicholas Cage grabs him by the collar and crotch and fucking. Throws him through the air. We watched that scene. Yeah, and he 10 hits a times. tire of a fucking truck next to them. Six feet away. Yeah. He hits a truck tire and then concrete. And we watched that scene 10, 20 times. 10 times. There yeah. is no padding. That dude just got thrown out of a truck into a truck tire. Yep, checked the a tire ground. and then fuck yeah. Oh, shit. It's insane. One shot, too. It's a wide shot. So it's you can another, see the whole thing. It's, it's another amazing. one I'm watching after this. Kiss of Death Kiss is of Death great. Is a great movie, actually. <laughs> Next nominee is Bruce Willis for the hose dive in Die Hard. In particular, this isn't the jumping off the roof because that is a large set piece. This is um, John McClane, John McClane, Bruce Willis, when he is when he pushes off the plate glass window, shoots seven rounds into the into the glass. <laughs> too many, too, too many too, rounds. Too many rounds. You don't have that many bullets. And Jeff. then swings in through the plate glass window it's cr- landing. It's awesome. It's insane. It's he a great it again. stunt. That was a bunch of watches, bunch too. A bunch of watches on that. Is everything from the push the push off to the Kick, gunshot? When he's kicking. He's kicking the window and his and bloody blood is feet. splattering everywhere. And then yeah. he kicks back, yeah. shoots, shatters, smashes through, and then boom. He hits yeah. that. He hits the ground. Yeah, yeah he bloody goes feet ka-chunk. Part. That is yeah. a oh. great scene. Okay, last nominee is Mickey. Oh, it's two. Mickey Gilbert and M. James Arnett for the river jump in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance. This Kid. is my nomination, yeah, and but I, I agree with you completely on this. I dug really deep to find those stuntmen's names. This is this is we've always been a huge bird too. We've mm-hmm. always been a huge huge fans of stuntmen in movies. We always shout out the stuntmen when stunt we see people. it. People, we love stunt people. That's yes. true. That's true. So we love Thank stunt. You. We love stunt people. It's hard to find who did what stunts. Yeah, unless you're Zoe Bell or someone. The, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless you're one of like three really famous stunt people, you're, the credit gets lost sometimes. So I dug and I found these guys. Because what they did is they jumped off a cliff into a river. That's the That's stunt. What they did, yeah. It's not like, and we rigged up a camera and we did it. No, they just Two jumped. Two dudes on a 
Yeah, two yeah, dudes just, on a cliff. They jump off a cliff Three, into two, a one, river. Go. And it's like a 150-foot fall into a river. It's in, oh my God. And it's one shot, too. Again, the second that they leave that cliff, that camera's on them. Wait. Boom, into the river. It's an amazing stunt. It really is. It's terrifying to watch. Yes. All right. The filmy for best stunt. Nick Cage, who literally throws a human being in Kiss of Death. When we were watching that on YouTube, we're the visceral reaction we're sc- that we had the 15 times we watched it, we're like, we can't not give this to any the other. The other stunts are amazing, but Carl and I were screaming at my laptop. We're we were, like, every time we saw it, we were like, Oh! Oh! <laughs> it was. We couldn't. We couldn't not give it to that stunt. It's part of. And here's part of it. I love too. the simplicity of it. The it's one just shot throwing. It's just yeah. And and you know like the the Die Hard stunt is about ten shots. Yeah. You know, they cut. They cut. They cut. They cut. It's impressive. This is just. It's just someone rolled camera. Don't Nicholas. Look at the winners. Honey. Yeah, cheater. That's um, why you have the. <laughs> Nicholas Cage literally just picked up a person. And threw him, and then he hit the ground, and that's the stunt. It's amazing in its simplicity. It was the least chilly. Anyway, we're on to her. Bird, what is the next category? <laughs> this one goes oh, to the 11. These are pretty fun. They are a lot of fun. I'm, I'm loving this. Sorry. I'm loving this. What? A little this one goes to 11. Award for furthest over-the-top moment in a picture film. In a Ooh. picture film. In a picture film. film. <laughs> picture film. I know. I, mean, this, I found as many ways to say movie as I could. What do we? Who, is, who are our nominees? Nicholas Cage dancing at the club in Kiss of Death. <laughs> just him at the bar. I can't do it with headphones on. No, this is like the headbang. He's just. He's no one else. Ever, no one else is even dancing. No, it's just him. He's dancing with himself. Yeah. And damn, is he going for it? This is very much a Cage moment. Okay, who else? <laughs> It's so funny, dude. I'm seeing it in my head. Marlon Brando gets Maria Schneider's fingers up the ass in Last Tango in Paris. Definitely not funny. Not funny. So wait, wait. His fingers are up her Her ass? No. Her Her fingers fingers are up his ass. Up his ass. Oh, it's like he takes them and it's like... Here's what happens. Marlon Brando... After the infamous butter scene, there's a scene later in the bathroom when she gets she's been taking a bath. He dries her off and then they're talking. She's telling him, I love you. I love you. I I am in love with you. And he basically ignores that sentiment and says, go get the fingernail clippers, clip your nails. And then he says, no, stick your fingers up my ass. And she we did it on the episode. I don't necessarily want to repeat it, it, but. She puts her fingers, she sticks her fingers up his ass, and Brando's performance is exceptional. He is like, he's he's breathing different, and he's his line delivery is kind of staccatoed. But then it's over the top shit. It's his like, dialogue is harrowing. Oh, this that's is what a, you were yeah, saying. I'm going to buy a pig and have him fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I'm going to want to vomit in your mouth, and you swallow the vomit, and then the pig's going to die, and, and the dying pig fart in your face. While he's fucking you. The while pig's going to die you. while he's fucking you, and then it'll fart, and I want you to breathe in its dead pig fart. Will you do that for me? And Maria Schneider's like, yes, 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 I will. It is a 211 Super moment. over the fucking It top. is way, way beyond the pale. It's I super he was, crazy. So Carl was saying this, um, in in bed the other night when we were getting ready to go to bed. <laughs> not like, like not that. To, not, you, I'm gonna buy a pig for you. You were like, not that Danielle kind of in bed. House. Not in bed like that. Just getting ready getting to ready sleep. Ready sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And I thought he was kidding. I thought he was just making this up on the spot. And Carl's like, no, 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 those are his actual words. Yeah, when I did it. In the movie, I'm like, what? what?" When I first did those lines on the podcast, before I said any, after I finished it, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, by the way, listener, that I'm not just saying like, that's what, like kind of what he said. That is what he said. That's his words, dude. That is Marlon Brando's dialogue. It's insanity. Was that that scripted dialogue or was that improv? No, there was no script for the film. It was just just emotional beats and Maria Schneider and Marlon Brando improved almost the whole movie. Fuck. It's insane. Ugh. You should definitely watch it. Gross. Like if no, you can if you I can, don't think so. Danielle, if there's no, the if there's so if there's one movie. hard movie that you can make, skip Straw Dogs. I think it's a masterpiece, but if you're going to watch one hard movie that we watched, watch Last Tango in Paris because you're an actress and those performances are like nothing you've ever seen. They're incredible because okay. it's I mean, you remember right. remember as you watch it that it's all improv. It's, this is all make believe. It's and amazing, it's, which fear, oh. which terrifies me as an actor. Like I improv, improv? oh yeah, I love improv. Oh, I I <laughs> can't. I I love the the structure of having a script and learning that script and your performing and that your script. Emotions, yeah. Um, if. I or someone else goes off and you know the thought of having an improv or even just doing I an improv sort of shit. workshop <laughs> scares the shit out of me. You would have hated Marlon. Half of that script like, was just Ryan Sitzberger improving shit and then me batting it back at him. We would just improv. There's a scene that I wrote that was three pages should should be three minutes of screen time. It's 15 minutes. It's just me and him just. He went way off the fucking reservation. I'm like, I'll follow you, whatever. I love, <laughs> we just it. I shot love the whole hearing thing. it. I love hearing it, and I have like mad respect for the people who can do it and are unafraid of doing it. I am terrified bomb. of it. I'm terrified of the unknown. I'm good for now, but I have a bigger belly than you. <laughs> you do. <laughs> All right. Unsurprisingly, again, we're we still have, on the. This goes to eleven. Award. Yes. Sorry. Nicholas Cage again. Read it like I wrote or, it. Oh, is it. Drunk fuck murder fest. Yes. Yes. yes! <laughs> so good. I heard Maybe that, that should oh. be the name of this okay, category. The drunk fuck murder fest. So I, I'm on record as oh not liking gosh. this movie. But when we watched it back on YouTube, that scene is fucking amazing. <laughs> it's so incredible. It is ridiculous. Nicholas Cage. The scene actually, st- the scene proper hasn't started yet, but what happens, it's Nicolas Cage with a stogie in his mouth and a bottle of Jack Daniels in his hand, sitting with his sunglasses on in a, ho- in a motel room while a prostitute, I think it's, a pro- no, it's one of the bartenders. Bartenders, yeah. Bar- uh, this bartender he picked up downstairs just fucking his brains out, and Nicolas Cage is utterly motionless. He just sits totally stoic as she fucks him. So the scene is a, a huge hit squad pours into the motel room. While this is happening. While they are boning. Yes. While they're boning. Nicolas Cage does not stop smoking his cigar, does not stop drinking his Jack Daniels. Does not stop fucking the barmaid. No, and kills everyone who comes into the motel room while inside this woman. The whole yes. scene is... And you know he's inside her because when he gets cattle prodded, she orgasms. She comes from the electric, the electricity coming through his penis. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I would also like briefly to point out that when we talked about this scene, my Carl's son was son in the was room. In the room. <laughs> He was on the podcast. I remember. No, I remember because he was your uh, he was your fact checker. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, yeah. I asked Carl. I think you can hear it on the episode. I asked Carl like three times. I'm like, okay, I want to talk about it. Kent for real though. I'm, I can't I'm censor gonna, myself. There was I'm a lot of talk. earmuffs. Yeah, yeah, it's like I can I say it? Okay, so when Nicolas Cage is literally murdering people inside a woman, right. <laughs> he kills. So wow. Dan, I want to come back to Michigan. As soon oh as my possible. God. <laughs> he shoots. 
Dude, at one point, this is the moment you and I both glommed onto. There's a moment where Nicolas Cage shoots, uh, I think he's an African-American yes. stuntman who, who's in the room. He shoots him, like, in the dick. And the dude Rude. flies up in the Backwards air and goes feet first out through a window onto the ground. Like, physics don't matter. No. Mm -hmm. The physics of what happens to him are literally impossible. It it's fucking incredible. The, I think the moment that got the nom, though, is the cattle prod where yes. he's getting electrocuted and the woman starts. She's like, oh. And you're yeah. like, this is what this we're is doing. What we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. There's a moment in that scene where a guy walks into the room where a guy comes in with a gun with and Nicolas Cage, rather than shooting him, takes a drink first and then shoots, and then shoots him. Shoots him. <laughs> just... There weren't too many parts of this movie that I sat and watched, but this was one of them. You can't look away. And I couldn't look away. It was like a train wreck. I'm like, mm -hmm. what the what is fuck, fuck is, is happening? It's, it's, it goes on for so long it's too. like murder fest that's what it is drunk, drunk fuck drunk murder fuck fest, fest. alright we have good one on more who's our last nom Rupert Everett kills everyone in Cemetery Man this is another it's this yeah. one is a little more understated but it's but still but this is when obscene. he is in the the hospital room and people keep coming in. He just keeps killing them as they're walking into the He's hospital. Dropping room. bodies. Just drop them. A nurse comes in, shoots her. The doctor comes in. Oh my God! There's a dead person on the floor. Well, it's and it's isn't it like a nun nurse yeah, too? Yes, a nun and nurse. He comes yeah. in and he's like, Oh my God! What happened to her? And whatever goes, she's praying. She's praying. <laughs> and he's like, and he, shoots he shoots the priest. <laughs> And then another person comes in. There's like five in. bodies at the end of the scene. There's a it's pile like <laughs> of corpses in the room by the end. But the, the the thing that earns this a place on the list is when he's walking through the hospital with a gun. And the detective, the detective, the like, detective comes up. There's a madman on the fourth floor with he, a gun shooting people. Yeah, he's like, there's a madman. Yeah, there's a madman running around the fourth floor shooting people. And Rupert Everett's like, yeah, it was, it was me. And he's like, I see you have a gun. That's good. Protect yourself. And then he runs away. And Rupert Everett's like screaming. He's like, I was, killed. I, did, I, killed I was him. it. I. Because <laughs> no one listens to him. So. All right. Uh, do we have our winner? And our winner is Nicholas Cage. Drunk fuck murder yes! fast. Drive angry. You I was not. Couldn't have. I cannot wait to watch this movie again. <laughs> I'm it's my one of my most hated movies of the season. I'm so glad you feel this way. But I cannot wait to watch this again under the correct circumstances. Right. Yes. Guys, I was going to be mad if this didn't win. No, the more we talk about him, like they've, he's got to win this one. For the over the top? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No one it's goes insane. to eleven like Cage. No. I think I think we need to rename. <laughs> uh, it was a this it was originally, that was originally yeah. called the Out of the Cage Award for most over the top <laughs> moment in a, in a movie. In, in in future seasons, I think we can we'll we switch can it back. Probably, Out of yeah. the Cage. Okay. And then explain. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, we don't have a Nick Cage month. That was going to be an evergreen. No, month. we're going to figure that out. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll make that work. We will have a Nicholas Cage month Perfect. next in season two. All right, Danielle, what is our next category? You yeah, lush. She's no, I'm drinking. kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I am a little drunk. It's fine. So am I. Oh, <laughs> a little best. drunk. It's fine. Bird's, bird, is not. Not, bird is driving the Thank show. God. Good, oh, good right. one of us. I'm, ex yeah. I'm excited about this one, too, because of the just the the wonderfulness of this inside joke. This Why is did the donkey fuck make the last category? I'm sorry. Continue. What? what? Blood and Concrete. Blood There's a character who screams donkey fuck again and again and again while he's high on Valium. It doesn't matter. All Continue. Right. So this is the filmy for the least Shelley Duvall. <laughs> yeah. so, so not Shelley Duvall is definitely a category or a joke that we have had running for since July. Since Brazil. 
it no, Brazil, it's before no. that. It was, it what was your season? first movie? Your first movie was Brazil. You went mm-hmm. Brazil Cemetery. No, you went Cemetery, Cemetery Man, Man Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. So it goes back to Cemetery Man. Yeah. Because we have a nominee from Cemetery Man, unless I'm wrong. No, Pamela you're wrong. Springsteen could not Blood make Concrete. It. Yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we had, uh, yeah, we. So we've been hitting this joke since the first since week of July. Carl's month. Yeah. yeah. All right. The first nominee for the least Shelley Duvall. Let's clarify really quick. Yes, what this please. means is <laughs> you look the most like Shelley Duvall without, without actually, actually being, being Shelley Duvall. Duvall. <laughs> it's it's confusing. It is, yeah. So least Shelley Duvall. Least Shelley Duvall. First nominee: Jennifer Beals in Blood and Concrete. It's uncanny. We it's kind of fucking weird. I had I had three tab. We have three nominees. Three. Yes. I had three tabs open. We were all I did was I typed in their name. And the movie that we were nominating yeah. them for, and we looked through the, Im- uh, and then we would just images, click back yeah. and forth, and you'd see this like wall of images, and it was c- fucked up that none of them were actually Shelley Duvall. Right. They all looked like so much like Shelley Duvall. All right. Okay. Next nominee, Isabella Rossellini in Blue Velvet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's our our uh, protagonist. Yes. Our yeah. Protagonist. Protagonist. Yes. Protagonist. In the end, that picture film. In the pictures, I'm the a big huge pictures. fan of Um The last nominee is Catherine Pogson in Brazil. The girl with the, the girl with the braces. The braces, yeah. So who is it? Who we got? All right, our winner of the filmy for the least Shelley Duvall is Jennifer Beals in Blood and Concrete. Bravo, yes. bravo. The first one, the first way not to go. Shelley Duvall, I believe. No, uh, no, Blood and Concrete well, was the last movie of that. Yes. No, it was the either that or the <laughs> Adventures of Brandon Munchausen. But it doesn't matter. What matters is when she we found it. the picture of Jennifer Beals in Blood and Concrete. I thought she- it was Shelley Duvall. Duvall. Yeah. So, so, she, so she's the most least Shelley Duvall. She is the closest thing the you can least. get to Shelley Duvall this season that isn't Shelley Duvall. Duvall. It's absurd how much it's she another, looks like It's her. another thing I have to look up It's so this. good. Alright, Bird, what is our next category? The Dull Dullness for Dullards Award for Most Boringest Movie. Shout most out to our first, boringest. Our first, our first not, family, not and family and Friends, friends review. <laughs> One star, Dull Dullness for Dullards. And it's an evergreen category on our... Yeah, we will have this forever and I'm glad we do Thank because... Thank you, sir or madam. I think it was a. We figured out it was a sir, right? A really pretentious sir who we actually so. all love. I think we're all fans of that review, yes, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Who are our nominees for most boringest? <laughs> the motion? bling ring. Ugh. Yeah. No, okay. Say more than that. The beguiled. I mean, he's like a man. I, I like. like a I I like that movie, but I can see its pacing yeah. issues. And Marie Antoinette. I like they're that movie, awesome. but I can I like see it's pacing I know issues. they're also be, we can help it though. They're, no, mm. well, I I honestly did try to because we do have two kind of negative categories. I did try to avoid making it all Sofia Coppola, but it it's hard, dude. Way, yeah. It some, that month was rough. And the award goes to the Bling Ring. Yeah, shocking. Don't ever watch Stunning. that. Stunning. Avoid it. Oh, by the way, <laughs> here's the here's the thing. By the way, um, because I said in the last episode that I had a fun little tidbit about the Bling Ring. I do. I talked to one 18-year-old girl and one 16-year-old girl who had both seen The Bling Ring. And I said, what did you think of The Bling Ring? Because I'm like, because we talked about like, to, like, maybe is this, is not, this is thing? not yeah. for us. Maybe right. this is for them. I went and talked to two two young girls who kind of act like those characters in that movie. Mm-hmm. A little tiny bit, but they're better. I love you guys if you're listening. Um, <laughs> both of them hated it. They were Thank like, God. it's stupid as shit. There, it's there might be a, a future for humanity. Okay, yeah. I felt, ho- honestly, I There's felt hopeful. Hope. Yeah. I felt hopeful after that. Danielle, what's our next category? 
Our next category is the sexiest cigarette. Oh, God. Mm. God damn it, I hate that I quit. But yeah. So, so. If this is an evergreen quit. category, yeah. we're going to be. You're going to fall. You're going to off all the way off the wagon. <laughs> like, I'm smoking all the cigarettes, no, boys. No. No, go ahead. We won't. Unless Bird dies. Did you hear about that? If Bird dies, I'm going to start smoking silk cuts, and then Carl's going to smoke them with me. Yeah, no. because I have to be there. A for supportive you. friend, Danny. You can't let him not be. Only supportive. European French no. sil- like silk cut silk cut cigarettes. Yeah. They're French. Okay, there was one time when we were when we first started dating that he was he was wearing all black. I think he had gotten out of work earlier that night. He was outside on the patio. He was still wearing his sunglasses, and he was smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, oh my god, that's really sexy. Mm. That was the only time. That was the only time. She's like, but lung cancer is stupid. But lung cancer (laughs) is stupid, and also and mouth cancer. And you know what's pretty gross? I'm going to be real here because making out with someone who smokes is not fun. No, it was gross. Every time I kissed him, I like pursed my lips and was like, oh no, it tastes like when you get when you get a when you get a smoker's tongue in your mouth, it tastes like burning filter. Yeah, it's horrible. It's the worst. All right, Danielle, who are our categories? Sexiest cigarette, motherfucker. Yeah, these there are some sexy moments with them. All right, the first nominee, first nominee for sexy cigarette, Michael Fassbender in Hunger. There's two different scenes. One, he smokes a bunch of he smokes like quarter pack of cigarettes with a priest. With a priest. But there's a the 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 reason. I nominated him is there's a moment where he rips out a page of the Bible and rolls just, it into a smoke whoa. and he just smokes a just a page of the Bible whoa You've, oh my god I am straight as the day is long and in that moment I was like I'll smoke fuck you Michael Fassbender <laughs> it was not dude it's a gorgeous smoking scene all right next nominee speaking of gorgeous smoking scenes Bruce Willis and die hard just I'm sorry. Applauding I the can't. Nominee. I can't even it's, avoid applauding. It's really hot. His duck lips. He's the way he lights oh. a cigarette. Smoke him if you got him way ahead of your partner. Like, oh. that's not a bad Bruce Willis. Thank you. Honestly, like when he's sitting there and he's ah oh, fuck, it's so good. Yeah. So he gets off the he gets off. Um, okay, we do we say it? We say wait, it, right? Wait, the reason has, no, okay. the reason that this got nominated is that moment, that scene, mm-hmm. that movie is the reason you started smoking. Yes, it is. Okay, continue. All right, one more nominee. I, I started smoking cigarettes because of John McClane. Yeah. So when Carl dies of Wait, lung sorry, cancer, it's will, literally people. Carl, no, just the measuring flicks estate will sue Bruce Willis <laughs> when Carl dies. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's telling you how Bruce. You shouldn't have been such a good smoker, Bruce. Why are you smoking so attractively? <laughs> Bruce, listen. That's irresponsible. You well, shouldn't sit, no, because then you got to sue Cary Grant, too. Well, listen. Fuck, yeah. I, I'm going to have to, like, I also start wearing wife beaters because maybe, no, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Bruce, we're going to sue Fuck Bruce Willis Carl, no matter stop what. It. Stop we're it. not going to, though. Stop Bruce it. Willis's legal representation. For, ignore everything I just said. I'm a little drunk. Continue. We have one more nomination. One more nomination. Adele Exarchopoulos. And blue is the warmest color. Okay. I This was my nomination. It was. Talk about it. All right. <laughs> so you know that Cuz I disagree with you. You know that movie Paint Me Like One of Your French Girls. Yeah, porn is the warmest color, yeah. <laughs> she her vulva, man. Whoa. That that is one of two actual vaginas that I think we see in the movie. But that's not sexy. The vagina? 
the cigarette. I disagree. The vagina. And maybe was, was just really wanting a cigarette. That <laughs> that was probably what was going on there. I'm like, oh, vagina. There were bald vaginas, by the way. They were. I saw like one worship where someone was posing for the other, and I'm like, that's oh, the scene bald. I was talking about. And she had the cigarette. Bald. That was well, when yeah. I first started watching yeah. the movie. I'm like, bald. oh, here we go. I didn't know about Su- no, how like, I felt about no that hair. actually. Super bald. Bald vulva. Yeah, I didn't. Very French. It didn't. And it all well, no, she would have quaff. just a little quaff, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know, but that's neither here nor there. The cigarette neither. itself, hair nor there, <laughs> hair nor there. That's uh, oh uh, my god. <laughs> Yeah. Any award for best pun for Phil and Quilmies? No, childhood memories. Phil and Quilmies. <laughs> Phil and Quilmies. Guys, we're doing good. We're we're doing we're really killing well. it right now. Killing it. The Phil and Quilmy Award for best childhood memories goes to my mom for best drunk That's and high horrible. acting. That's horrible. I know. Carl Hartley and Max Peterson co-nominees. Milk for like six, seven, eight months. Keep talking about this more. Get closer to your mic. (laughs) (laughs) Who's doing this category? Is it you? It's me. Continue, Danielle. (laughs) Do we have a winner? The filmy. We do. The filmy for for sexiest cigarette. And I'm very happy to say it's Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Bravo, Bruce Willis. Bruce is going to get our award. Like, that's a pretty good award. This is the best award I've gotten in years. I am notoriously difficult to work with. <laughs> right. <laughs> These guys know what they're talking about. Uh, do we? Let me see your card real quick. Just show me your, the face of your card really quick. Oh, it's only three. There's okay. so many awards. Do you have a big old one? All right. There's Bird, 22 awards. There's yeah. so many awards. And also, we're dragging. What? Are we doing all of this before we eat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's only a we're couple more. Let's go. More. Yeah, we'll burn through it. <laughs> Food. What do you got? The filming for favorite Patreon episode. Is this like your favorite? Our episodes? favorite okay. Patreon episode. Yes. And we don't have to talk about nope, these because you can go. go and listen to them yep. at patreon.com slash quill and film. Go. I spit on your grave. OG slash series. Yeah, we we did briefly. We did nominate the entire I spit on your grave series right. because it took us by surprise. How, the quality of the conversation we that came out of these movies. All of those. Episodes. Yeah, that was uh, Max Bird and Carl on all three episodes. And we had no Completely idea out of the, blue. the conversations we'd have. Especially. The first, the first movie. That OG. The OG. The OG was took us by surprise. Ex- how very, good very surprising. Yeah. Okay. Dracula versus Dracula. That episode was when we watched. Oh yeah. Both cut. We watched uh, the special. We watched Dracula on. Um, I have the uh, Universal Movies Monster Pack, and one of the special features on the Dracula disc was there's Dracula. The episode. Yeah, I was, there's I was Dracula, like, oh, and then there's a Dracula episode, or then there's a, a version of Dracula that has a score by Philip Glass. Yes. So we watched the Philip Glass score, and we were like, we took, we recorded, and then we took a break, and we're like, all right, so let's hear how the original score sounds, and we watched Dracula again. Don't say what happened. I won't, but spoilers, our fucking brains exploded <laughs> in that episode. It's one of the wildest things I've ever experienced. Yep. It was unbelievable. Me too. All right. And finally, Princess Bride. Which is a perfect film and such a. I was just a warm, fuzzy. We blanket. were we were happy and crying and just. It was, one it was of, a great yeah. episode. It was a so great, great movie. It was a is a great movie. And who's our winner? It goes to Dracula versus Dracula. It, Excellent. Uh, the mental wheel spin that happened that in happened, that episode. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no way to get over it. Daniel, what's our next category? Ooh. We are almost. It's almost time we're for Hot Wings. Through, so now yeah. we're burning. All right, fill me for favorite main season episode. 
Like same same thing, but for main. Same yes. thing, but for main season. Yeah. So first nominee, episode fourteen, Max's flick picks, Eraserhead. Mm-hmm. The reason that I got nominated is because Carl and I were literally terrified by the end of I that episode. I thought I saw They were like, yeah, you. shitting their pants. Yeah. I was I was legitimately scared tr- on mic. Yeah. Like you can hear in the episode, you can hear when I stop when wanting both to do of us the episode. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, we I want to get out of this house right now. Yeah. We got we scared the shit out of each other just because Eraserhead is such a fucked up movie. It was that awesome. That was super late. It was. It was yeah. like one o'clock in the morning, yeah. and you're seeing ghosts and shit, and I'm hearing <laughs> the pipes banging in opposite places. As yeah. Well. yeah, that's why I sit. That's here why now. he sits here. I sit yeah. with my back against the wall because Carl scared me so bad. Said because here's what happened. Why we were we talking, and Carl went, "Oh fuck." And I had no idea. The house is totally dark. We're talking about a racer head. I can't see what's behind me. Scared the shit out of me. And that's why I sit with my back to the wall now. Wasn't I in the house? You, you were. were you were sleeping because yeah. it was like midnight, 1 a.m. All right. Who's our next nominee? Or which episode is our next nomination? Next one is episode 19. Carl's Flick Picks. Cemetery Man. One of the funniest it's two hours of yeah. my life. Yeah. Period. A lot of our like in jokes come from the cemetery. Most man. of the best yeah. jokes, including the Shelley, the two ply joke, comes yep. from Cemetery Man. It's so f- no, se- I'm sorry, two ply comes from Blood and Concrete, right. but Cemetery Man, it, that's where we start. That, we start hone in on it. We yeah. hone it. Well, that's the one where we uh, we honed in on the screenwriter and where we started um, improving. Oh my god, the, his divorce was happening while that. Yeah, and it, yeah, that's why. And that's why the, the second half of the movie is it's so misogynistic. So oh my god, it's uh, that episode. I almost pissed myself laughing. It was so <laughs> fucking funny. All right. Sorry. All right. Last nominee is episode thirty. September exploitation, caged heat. Bird, you were on that one as well. That was just a fun day. It was like fun. the whole that whole thing day was fun. was fun. And the fact that caged heat, rompy it, movie, caged heat took us by surprise too. Did. Like we're expecting like yeah. a. Sca- no, okay, movie. buckle yeah. up! Here comes a rape movie, and it, it was wasn't. So, so it was much fun. Charming, and it was goofy and funny, and the. Fa- I mean, the we basically. If you if you listen to our episode just as like an Ebert or Roper type thing, we rip that movie to pieces, but with so much love. Yeah. That movie, the effect that movie had on us was amazing. Yeah. All right. All right. The winner of the filmy is episode nineteen. Carl's flick pick cemetery. cemetery. Could it not be? Could not be. Dude. It was too much fun. <laughs> it was. It's maybe. It's like one of the one of my favorite memories of my life yeah. is the cemetery yeah, man episode. It's so funny. Bird, what's our next category? The two-ply award for outstanding shit. Yep. These require no explanation. Are these good, bad? No, bad. No, these are these shit are the movies. Shit, shit shit movies. movies. These, are the, these right. are the worst of the worst. The Bling Ring. Okay. Blood and Concrete. I want to go on record really quick and say that Blood and Concrete to me was... Our episode, the way we talked about it, was so much fun that it kind of nostalgied the movie for right, me. me too. But when we first watched the movie, Garbage. it sucked. And The Mac. Which oh, is where the Mac terrible. effect comes from, right. where you think you love it because you saw it once and loved it, and then you hate it the second it's time terrible. you see it. And the winner is the Bling Ring. Yes, couldn't not be. Bad. How could worst not movie be? I've ever seen. Period. Done. End of statement. Double Should underline. we send her a roll of, of two ply toilet paper? No, for just instead? Them. no, no. no. I did consider it briefly, right? <laughs> but I was like, spray paint would just eat the toilet paper and it wouldn't work. Speaking of, of two-ply, we're going to go with the four-ply award for best worst flick. Now, this is Still the toilet opposite. paper, this is, but soft and cushy. This is the best of the worst. This is the, the bad, bad movie movies that you love. Really, yes, exactly. All right, and there are three nominees. Mm-hmm. Cemetery Man, Caged Heat, 
and drive angry. Ooh, I forget what we picked. Uh, actually, so do I. Wait. I know uh, what I hope it is. I think I know. I think I know. What was our one? I hoped it was something else, but I am surprised to say the film he goes to Cage Teeth. I'm not oh. surprised. surprised. I'm yeah. not surprised yeah. at all. Bravo. Bravo. Bravo, I, Cage Teeth. I thought it would be Drive Angry. Kate, well, Carl hated Drive Angry. We all loved Cage Teeth. Right. So that was I, that was how we voted. That's, yeah. No, that's fair because it's the best worst movie that best you were worst. Nominated. I okay. admit that Drive Angry is a shitty film, but I adored it. But we're Carl, getting, we're getting down to the wire. We here. are. Yeah. We're in the last um, two categories. Um, Bird, and what biggies. is? Yes, we have two heavy hitters as our final two. Bird, what is our? What is the category? Best director. The filmy for best director. Okay. Jim Jarmusch, Only Lovers Left Alive. We I have a lot on record on yes. This. Listen to those episodes. John Ford, The Searchers. Needs no explanation. Sam Peckinpah, Straw Dogs. Needs a little bit of explanation because that movie wrecked us. Yes, it, it. We didn't speak for like two weeks after that. Right. We stopped recording episodes for a while. Mm-hmm. The fact that even though that movie fucked us up as bad as it did, and we, no matter which way we looked, we could not help but recognize it as a masterpiece. Yes. Is why Sam Peckinpah is mm-hmm. nominated here. Steve McQueen for Hunger and 12 Years a Slave. Right. Mm-hmm. That again goes without saying. Terry Gilliam, Brazil. That's most, that was my nomination. Yeah, and it was, was mostly, I think, be, it was in a way I nominated Terry Gilliam because of why you've fallen in love with Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. I'd never known him before and I was so taken with him. Awesome. And our winner, unsurprisingly, is Jim Jarmusch, Only Lovers Left Alive. Excellent. Bravo! Awesome. Absolutely, it's he's he is a life changing director yes, he is. for a certain for an type actor, of person for a person that a creative person any creative. any creative person who watches a Jim Jarmusch movie will find something. Long before we discovered him, I found a quote by him that I have and I keep and really? I look back at all the time. Yeah, what, what is, is it? it? It's about stealing things. Oh and yeah, how yeah, yeah. A great artist steals and doesn't borrow and like hear all these things that you know no, you gotta, you there's a steal. he has a great right. quote about stealing from other places where he says uh it's something about waves on the ocean it's really long i can find it for his you his quote is basically something like uh he's like there are he's like there's hundreds of thousands of waves on the ocean and if you if you repeat a wave you're not stealing the wave you're just part of the ocean that's awesome yeah it's excellent all right, our last, this is last, our last category. Last category. Thank God, my bladder's like I am right trying now. so yeah. hard not to pee right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking quite a bit during this. So episode. I'm gonna go very slow. No. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> this is the <laughs> no, don't best. Don't laugh. This is even worse. This is the best flick. All right. right. Well, no, no best let her. Mo- no, because we didn't. We didn't actually announce it. Let her tell it. No, I mean we didn't announce best flick. Not here. But that should have been the in top. the shootout. We right. should have been our number one, but we were didn't. We'll, we'll wait after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do it last. Okay, the filmy for best motion picture. Not Quick. our favorite. The best film. The reason this we have to explain this because yeah. it's the only reason it exists. The reason this movie exists is because of our quarter one this, shootout. This this, this uh, category. This yes. category. The the this category exists is from our our quarter one shootout where we ended up where we had a moment we had Raising Arizona versus The Searchers. John Ford's The Searchers is a masterpiece. Raising Arizona is a a gr- awesome movie, a different kind of masterpiece, but like if you talked to AFI they would the nev- searchers is always the searchers yeah. wins, and Raising Arizona doesn't even make the list. So we delineated it. 
what we vote on every year when we do our quarter shootouts is our favorite flick, favorite, the one we enjoyed the most. This category was created to acknowledge films like The Searchers that are masterpieces of cinema that we've watched over the course of a season, but that weren't necess- didn't necessarily have a high rewatch rate for us or right. something like that. So you'll see that when you see the nominations. But that's why this category exists, and it's a heavy hitter category. Oh, it is. The nominees are Straw Dogs, The Searchers, Only Lovers Left Alive, and Hunger. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are heavy hitter categories. All right, you guys. Films up. The last filmy of the night goes to Hunger. Yeah. For best motion picture. Yeah. Yes. Hunger was a and an, it's an incredible film. It's unlike anything I'd ever seen. It is the only Steve McQueen movie that I hadn't seen when we started Steve That's McQueen right, yeah. month. And. Carl and I got worked up politically on that episode. We sure did. We got worked up about the cinematography, about the performances, about the tw- the twenty plus minute long shot in the middle of the movie. The mm-hmm. ev- everything about that movie screamed masterwork, masterpiece, auteur. It is one of the most perfect films I've ever seen. But like a movie like Schindler's List, not one that I will watch over and over again because right. it's so hard on you watching it it's fucking brilliant man like yeah. the bobby sands monologue is that the about the dough about the, the dough they're yes. the, the fawn the the, fawn, he yeah. sees a fawn in a stream that monologue will rip your fucking heart out of your chest and it is exceptionally shot it's exceptionally acted that movie is phenomenal yes hunger i highly recommend to everyone a criterion version is available and if you can get your hands on the criterion do it watch it the transfer is you need to watch this movie, movie You do. You have to watch Hunger, but don't be ready. Don't expect to be happy when you're done. Right. Um, yeah. Right. I liked, by the way, that Only Lovers got nominated for that as well. Me too. I wasn't going to nominate it because I knew that it had a strong chance in our main season. Which but, it did. So but it, the flick of the year. I think you're right. It does belong in right. that in this category. I think so. So we didn't actually, we were supposed to do it as number one, but we forgot in our excitement. But our, our flick of the year is Only Lovers Left Alive. That was the one that Carl and I voted on in our last shootout. Yep. We stacked up all the movies against each other, and Jim Jarmusch's Only Lovers came out on top. Yes, it did. Guys, thank you, uh, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to the 2019 Quill and Filmies presented by Measuring Flicks, a.k.a. the Filmies, because I'll never remember that. Right, next yes. <laughs> um, we hope you guys enjoyed it. We all, I think, desperately need to piss, so yes. we're going to yes. get the hell out of here. We have to thank our Patreon supporters really quick. All right, Danielle Pelshaw, Connor Sweeney, John and Casey Scheibe, myself, and others And in the everyone future. else, thank you so much. <laughs> MeasuringFlixPodcast at gmail.com and Patreon.com slash Quill. And he is actually film. coming out. Run. Run to the bathroom, Carl. <laughs> Patreon.com slash quill and film for all of your Patreon-ish needs. That is it for the Quill and Filmies this year. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our award show. Thank you so much, Bird. Thank you so much, Danielle, for Thank being you. our presenters and for sitting here as we get progressively more and more sloppy. And uh, we hope you guys are all are looking forward to season two as much as Carl and I are. Um, season two is going to be a trashy good time. Uh, in case you missed the last episode, buckle up because season two is going to kick off with all of the Planet of the Apes movies. 